My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul in Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. May the force be with you! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David, and I am joined by... What's up, guys? My name is Zach. <laughs> What's up, Zach? How was your Christmas? Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, too. Uh, my Christmas was was very awesome. It was for those of our or those listening and watching. Uh, I'm, I'm out in Michigan, where it's usually snowing around this time of year, and it was very green, so no snow, and which is nice for travel to go from one family's house to the next, but it was... It was definitely an interesting, warm, green Christmas. You could probably sit out on your porch and have a cup of coffee and enjoy it comfortably. And that's kind of uh, unheard of in in this area during this time of year. But how yeah, about you, David? It's, it's wild because we had a Christmas where it was like a blizzard in our estimation. I know not for you guys, but down here there was snow on the ground a couple of years ago. And then they predicted we're going to have another huge, like, white christmas and it didn't happen we haven't even froze yet down here in in south texas so crazy yeah yeah and 2023 is coming to an end it was a big star wars year there's a lot to talk about i think a few people are going to drop on late here uh to the podcast and talk about their experiences but yeah we want to talk about everything that happened in 2023 it was a huge year what is up, Liam? Liam is out there watching us across the pond. And yeah, it's been a while since we since I've done a live podcast. I know that Colin and Ray have done a couple out there. You can see them on YouTube. But if you're watching us on YouTube, feel free to like, subscribe, comment your thoughts, what your favorite moment of 2023 was for Star Wars. There's a ton of moments, a ton of events, a ton of shows. Unfortunately, no movies. Um, there were some pseudo films out there, kind of like... Uh, Rebel Moon that just dropped that was supposed to be a Star Wars film. Zack Snyder pitched it to uh, George Lucas. And I think the the actual story kind of morphed from George Lucas actually recruited Zack Snyder to be in Star Wars. But then he sold to Disney and Disney Mm. said no. He did kind of like a repitch to Kathleen Kennedy in the top brass. And they just said no, we don't don't want to do that. And he made an R-rated Star Wars. It's on Netflix right now. I don't think the R-rated version is on there yet. I think that comes out next year. It's kind of weird what they're doing. Um, and it's a two-parter, so, right? Yes. Uh, there are two parts. And the first part is out right now. And then the second part drops, I think, next, in, like maybe in March or something. I, I'm not up to speed with it. The reviews aren't looking too great. So. Yeah. I've seen that know. as well. It, it kind of is what it is. I when you look at Rotten Tomatoes, you see the the, the tomato meter, mm-hmm. and the critics is like twenty three percent, but the fans are like seventy three percent. I think it's one of those things. That I usually trust the fans. So yeah, me too. So yeah, it was a celebration year. Celebration happened in Europe, in London, and Colin, myself, and Josh, we all made the trip across the pond i think maybe that for us personally maybe that was the biggest event um i know those guys are about to jump on i know they have a lot of stuff to add to it 
But Zach, what was aside from celebration? What was the biggest event for you this year in 2023 for Star Wars? I'd say that I finally got my platinum trophy for Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga yesterday. I, I'm just kidding, um, but I did <laughs> I did do that yesterday, and it took me like a year and a half and like a hundred hours to finally do it. Um, I would probably say Ahsoka. Just the hype for Ahsoka was unreal for me, and I thought it delivered on every level and just waiting with my wife to watch the new episode every night, refreshing the TV and getting it ready to stream. That was, that was definitely a highlight for me this year with, with star Wars in general. And I guess survivor Jedi survivor was a big one. Cause that game came out on my birthday and that was a fun day for me as well to get in, uh, play it a little bit, but I, I definitely say Ahsoka would be my top star Wars experience for the year. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I think for us in our star Wars bubble, Ahsoka was maybe the highlight because, of course, we got to see Ezra in live action, Sabine in live action, and also the introduction of Thrawn in live action. I thought I yeah. thought that was a huge moment for live action Star Wars. And I think everyone that listens to the podcast knows that I think live action Star Wars for me is like the pinnacle of Star Wars, and that's what I'm the biggest fan of. For and sure. for me, that show, it did deliver. It did deliver, but it didn't get really good reviews outside of the fandom. Mm. People were kind of confused and kind of didn't have that investment that a lot of us had due to Rebels and just them being ubiquitous within the Star Wars sphere. Because you you learned who Ezra was, I think, just via social media and friends, even if you didn't watch Rebels. And the same thing goes with Thrawn. Thrawn's been around since the 90s. Yeah. It's it's just one of those things. Um, but the storytelling really delivered. Uh, the creatures, the worlds. Uh, the casting was spot on. And here we got Josh joining us. We're just talking about Ahsoka. We're, uh, we were waiting there until you joined you and Colin doing to talk about Celebration. But Josh, how have you been? Sheesh, we've been doing well. We've been doing well. How's it been going with you guys? I mean, every day, new, new things, you know, enjoying working at Galaxy's Edge. It's been pretty fun. Super busy right now because of the holidays, but that's still pretty yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen video, so it's not a secret, right, that during the holidays, like Thanksgiving and Christmas, that's those are the prime days for the non-normies to show up to the parks, right? Did you Did you work during Christmas? Yeah, well, I didn't work Christmas Day, but yeah, you still get a ton of people coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, Ashley will come through. You get tons of different Star Wars actors coming through. It's pretty fun. I mean, it. I would say it's definitely one of the most busy times of the year. Like, you got to send tons and tons of people through this ride. So it's pretty cool to see how many people we can actually get on this ride and have their fun little Star Wars experience. Um. No more Halcyon, which is sad, but it is what it is. Yeah, I think we've had a, a lot a of Star moment. Wars this year. A yeah. lot of Star Wars. Were you able to get on the Halcyon at any point in time? Could I? Yes. Did I? No. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit too much out of my price budget, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think price was one of the biggest factors for people actually going there and and booking it out, I think, initially, when they thought that the Halcyon was going to succeed, they thought that 
everyone would have paid anything to get on that ship. Mm -hmm. And I think the combination of the pricing and the combination of what they had to offer via the marketing, it it's, didn't work uh, for the people outside of our of our Star Wars bubble. It is and, very interesting because everyone that I have actually seen that who's gone on it, especially like Hunter's side, has said, oh, it's been amazing. So <laughs> they're like, oh, it's completely worth it. I got to go back. So everyone who did spend the money and went on it, they enjoyed it. So. <laughs> yeah, I imagine the immersion being in Star Wars. I mean, that's a dream. That's everyone's dream here. Mm -hmm. yes. And for that to happen, no matter if it's original trilogy or prequels or High Republic, mm. it had to have been spectacular because, I mean, I, there, there's no windows. <laughs> I think everything that we originally wanted to plan for Galaxy's Edge is there or was there. So any of those cool interactions, like if you're paying a lot of money, you're paying for this interaction, you're paying for this show, and you, you're going to have that there. Yeah, People, that was the original plan for Galaxy's Edge. We could only do it to a T because people weren't only there for Galaxy's Edge. Because beforehand, yeah, you used to have to be completely into it and um, be able to answer every question in a Star Wars way. But nowadays, it's kind of like, all right. That's the bathroom because back in the old <laughs> days we used to say refresher. Mm. And I can tell you now the amount of times people are like, where's the bathroom? You're like refresher or, Hey, I don't know what you're talking about. Traveler. When they're saying like, <laughs> Hey, where do I get burgers and fries? Yeah. Didn't make anyone happy, but nowadays mm. like, uh, yeah, that's how it's kind of changed over. But when it was on the Halcyon, yeah, you would stick to those kinds of stories, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, so James has just joined us on the podcast, and James, you need to watch what you say because we're talking about Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, sorry. Maybe I should yeah. get off then. Uh... <laughs> I hate that place. <laughs> no, James loved it. He he went back over and over again, but it's just like the the details and the secrets and ah, uh, I see, I see. We're not allowed. So, there, to share. so there's a door in. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, there's this hatch. One of my favorite games there in Galaxy's Edge was uh, what's made out of wood and what is metal was like my favorite game to play. <laughs> when you look when you look at certain things on the Millennium Falcon and Rise, that's all I'm going to say is just you look at some of the things you're like, is that wood or is that metal? Anyways, so now all of our <laughs> listeners are going to go and like not be like everything. touching everything. Oh, dude, everyone does that in the Falcon, which is pretty funny. That's like one of the first things that people do. Really they expect the side oh panels God. to be squishy. So yep. they like punch the side panels. <laughs> and they press all the buttons they press every button yep there. every single button oh that's my. what i would do when i was there in the main hold i would just be walking when there's nobody around i'd be like Ch -ch -ch. i'd be like this is amazing i'm over i'm this is it this is the best so yeah mm. <laughs> so yeah so we anyway. spoke a little bit about ahsoka um zach said that was like his big moment of the year and of course i think my big moment and maybe josh's big moment was celebration but colin's gonna join us here in a little bit so all three of us can talk about that but James, what was your big moment of 2023 for Star Wars for you personally? So this is going to sound very cheesy and uh, sentimental, but it was showing my wife Rebels and her mm. just really loving Rebels. And we're still watching it, but her just being like, oh, this is my favorite Star Wars. That's what she told me. She said Aww. Rebels is her favorite Star Wars that she's That's ever awesome. seen. She loves the characters. 
she loved she loves Hera and like you know she's just like this is the coolest show I've ever seen. So for me, that was the highlight was finally finding something Star Wars that my wife is really, really likes. So, yeah, that was that was it for me. It's very plus, cool. Oh, go ahead. Those last like four or five episodes of Ahsoka oh. were just the best. So, yeah, I'm going to say that as well. That's awesome. I can definitely relate to that with uh, showing your wife Rebels. That's something my wife very much enjoyed when I showed her a lot of the Star Wars projects that were out at the time and Rebels is definitely one she, I believe, liked the most. She really did like Clone Wars, but Rebels, she really liked that family aspect that mm. was involved with it. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. So, yeah, that was mine. Ahsoka was my highlight, best show for me this year. And, yeah, uh, Ahsoka was, that's my Ooh, second favorite. Take. That's my second favorite of the Star Wars Disney Plus shows, that Ahsoka. Ahsoka's Andor and then Ahsoka for me. That's yep, awesome. right there with you. Yeah, Andor was, was definitely else. one of my biggest highlights of this year of how much of a shocker it was to being actually really good. Because I think when it got announced, I was like, why does this guy get his own show? Like, I was like, <laughs> who cares? And then after like that first few episodes, I was like, oh, oh, this is this is serious. I was like, I like this. Yeah, it was it was. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. And uh, but un- unfortunately, I didn't get to go to Star Wars Celebration like y'all did. So I, of course, I can imagine that was just the best and um, makes me sad. But I'm glad y'all got to go. And I'm glad y'all got to see trailers that nobody has seen <laughs> yeah. yet. Still, no one Still has out seen. there. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's a big low light of 2023 the fact that lucasfilm didn't release the trailers from celebration which we still don't understand I don't what the it. reasoning is behind that because i mean that just makes people release their really really bad shaky cell phone <laughs> camera footage on the internet it's all <laughs> it's out there and wouldn't you want your your best stuff that you're going to promote on the best picture and right 1080p plus- 4k it just it just doesn't make sense not to show it to to everybody. I mean, you're there in the room, you're there, you got to see it live, you got to see the cast and crew, and you got to see the trailer first, which is great. Why not just drop it later? Yeah. Like they did with literally everything else before celebration. Right. But I remember it wasn't until celebration uh Chicago, whenever they did the whole Mandalorian sneak peek and they didn't show anyone else. I remember I was a little peeved. I was like, eh, that's a little upsetting. They did that. And then we yeah. didn't realize that they were setting the stage now for you. Only the ones in the room get to see it. Nobody else gets to see any of this. And yeah, I think we got that done is in a by the major, lottery system. That is a major just, hmm. ugh, I hate that so much. But yeah, because we've, we've spoken about a lot of things on the podcast in the past about how Lucasfilm needs to change this and change that. It seems like they're slowly doing those changes so I think we got to keep on talking about that aspect. Yes, I'll and, keep bringing it up. Yeah, and yeah, I mean the the big thing is that Star Wars Celebration sells out almost in minutes. You know, yeah. ten minutes, twenty minutes, everything's gone. All the passes are sold. The VIP passes sell like in a microsecond. Yeah. So but, it's not like they're they're not getting butts in the seats. You know, I mean they're not. It's they don't have trouble selling tickets. So if it's a sellout, you probably should just release the footage later and just tell the crowd, hey, look, you're going to get to see it first, and then the world will get to see it 30 minutes later, mm-hmm. an hour from now, yeah. or whatever, but you get the exclusive. I think that 
makes all the sense in the world. I don't think there's a negative to it. You build up goodwill, you build up the hype, and it would be perfect. That that would be the perfect Star Wars world right there. Mm-hmm. So, moving on from that, um, all the lowlights, I think, um, they, they jump to my mind, especially this time of year, because when that investor call happened back in 2019, they announced a movie for, I believe mm-hmm. it was December 23rd, or no, December 17th, I believe. It was supposed to be Rogue Squadron. So right now, we should have all been talking about our Rogue Squadron experience. Mm-hmm. I should have been wearing a Rogue Squadron shirt right now. Like, that's <laughs> that's what should have been happening right now. Right, right. Kathleen so. Kennedy announced Rogue Squadron, and it wasn't just one of those flippant announcements where the the Disney brass was like you got you got to say something you got to mm-hmm. say they planned out the story goes they planned out to release that video during the 2020 celebration where Patty Jenkins is doing the roller skating or rollerblading on the mm-hmm. tarmac but mm-hmm. of course that year they canceled celebration due to the pandemic so they had the video lined up they shot it they got us all hyped up. They, Patty Jenkins gave us that story of her dad was a fighter pilot. And I was like, okay, this is definitely going to happen. Rogue Squadron. There's a huge hit series of books in the 90s. And you hear all the old heads talk about it like it was like the greatest Star Wars thing out there. And it's like, okay. It's <laughs> like wrote the ending of Rogue One, but a movie. Yeah, fighter pilots. Yes, let's go. I want to see that space battle <laughs> galore. And Patty Jenkins bailed out. Um, let go, fired. We don't really know. Um, Wonder Woman eighty four came out right before, like right after that announcement was made. Yeah, because the announcement was in November. Wonder Woman came out in December. I think it came out a year later. I could be wrong, but it definitely came out around Christmas time because I remember watching it streaming at home with my family. Pedro Pascal was like the villain too. Yeah, so there there were Star Wars ties in there. And it bombed. The movie was yeah. not good, guys. It was bad. I, I don't know if you watched. I tried to yeah, watch it. It was bad. There were certain <laughs> moments that were okay, but collectively, it was not good. And Lucasfilm now, they have that track record. If they announce a director and then a project comes out and it bombs, that director is like removed. It's given like the, the hook quickly. Um, Colin Trevorrow with the, the Book of Henry. Uh, I, I, I just wish, you know, because Richard Marquand wasn't a big, big director when he got Return of the Jedi. They didn't make a big deal that Richard Marquand was directing Return of the Jedi. You know what I mean? They just said, we have a new director for the new Star Wars movie. Irvin Kershner was kind of royalty, if you may, in, in the, the directors of that time. A lot of a lot, a lot of the guys knew him, but his movies weren't huge. He didn't have big, big movies. He had TV shows and a few movies, right, and right. he got empire strikes back they they were like oh yeah we gotta do hmm. i just wish they would kind of not make a big deal about who the directors are gonna be i think that's what kind of yeah the, the nuance and the circumstances behind kirchner was kirchner was actually one of george lucas's professors at usc and george lucas looked up to kirchner so kirchner wasn't gonna be a yes man to george lucas he was gonna say this is this is good this is working and of course there's uh, that's I think almost unanimously the best Star Wars film that has ever been made. And George Lucas didn't like a lot of the aspects of it, but I mean, it's, it's the best film. Um, 
And it's kind of hard to argue that. But the whole thing with Richard Marquand, Steven Spielberg was supposed to direct Return of the Jedi. But of course, Lucas dropped out of the, the Director's Guild and all the other like associations that he was a part of. And of course, Steven Spielberg didn't want to do that. And he got Richard Marquand to direct famously. And the story goes is that George Lucas was there every day on set and he was essentially kind of directing the film. <laughs> That's the story, at least. That's the story. But I know uh, Richard Marquand's children will say otherwise. They will say, <laughs> um, my dad did direct a lot of this movie. Um, speaking of... Yeah, Return yeah, of... I, I totally believe that. Yeah. Speaking of Return of the Jedi, we just... This was the uh, 40th anniversary this year of Return of the Jedi. And again, like I said, these, a lot of these stories... I. I came out this year where Richard Marquand's children were like, you know, I hate that people kind of say my my dad didn't direct <laughs> Return of the Jedi. They were like, he was there. I was on set with him. He was there with the actors. He was he was fashioning this whole thing together. And um, although I did see a behind the scenes <laughs> video where Richard Marquand totally says something and nobody's listening to him. <laughs> No one listens. George Lucas and I forget who are in front of him just talking about something. Oh boy! And then George Lucas starts to talk, and then everyone listens, and you're like, <laughs> "Um." So yeah, speaking to... about directors, though. So Gareth Edwards, he dropped the creator this year, uh -oh. which a lot of people didn't go see. It's on Disney Plus right now, actually. Hmm. Surprising that his movie got on Disney Plus, but there's a lot of Star Wars ties to that film. I know Kiri Hart left. Lucasfilm and she became a producer and that that film has a lot of like big time talent and that movie now is famous for being shot very under budget I think it was 80 million dollars in total mm -hmm. and the camera they used was a camera that you could buy off the shelf super expensive camera but I mean they shot it with like a standard like civilian it was it was like maxed out to like the nth degree but I believe it was a Sony yeah, and a Sony. um yeah it was it looked like a big time Hollywood production and it looked good. Um, from all accounts, I know Colin who was just in the waiting room there uh, was saying that um, he liked it. It wasn't anything that was out of the ordinary from other sci-fi. And I think mm. Josh on a previous podcast, he said it looked like kind of like par for the course with like all of like the Blade Runner copies and, uh, dystopian sci-fi stuff and it looked like it had all the similar tropes and I think that was true. I didn't get to see the film. I haven't seen it yet, but um, I'm a big fan of Gareth Edwards. I feel like he's still part of the family. I would love to see him come back and do something else. Um, I don't know if thinking that when he was on set, I mean, it was hard for him to shoot Star Wars because I think if one of us was on set trying to shoot Star Wars... It might be a lot. It might be a little bit too much because you're shooting Star Wars. And yeah, that yeah. would be a tall super order. And he's a super fan, too. I mean, he went to Tunisia. He drank the blue milk there, you know? <laughs> I mean, he did all the stuff that he had, like... He, he proved to Celebration back in 2015 that he was the right man for the job. But that pressure, man, it, that's, that's a lot of pressure to take on. And, it's interesting... And then, to me because he's able to do literally everything for a movie like yeah right direct even visual effects all that kind of stuff he taught himself how to do everything and i honestly think that we should go and 
do a see what sticks on the wall kind of situation where we go like, hey, here's a $20 million budget. Go make some fun Star Wars stuff. And then if people like they like it, let's, let's take some risks here. If not, it's only $20 million. We didn't pump a ton of money. Into nah, they're it. too scared, though. Disney is too scared to even attempt anything like that. I don't know why. Because I... I it's, like it's it's the it's the shareholders it's it, for them it's a cash cow star wars is a cash cow for disney that that is money without even having to try and i think that's what scares them is if they pour a little bit of money and it doesn't make that money back they're gonna start losing faith in the project and and in the in you know in yeah you know what i mean in star wars and i think it just scares them i think i think taking a risk like that freaks them out and they took a risk with solo and it didn't work. And I think that one was so much money. Like my point is that if it's low enough, the loss isn't nearly as bad because if you could put in perspective of like Godzilla minus one, which was like 18 million or even less than that. And it absolutely made so much money to the point where they're like, it's like 10 times the amount that they had originally invested in. And I'm sitting here like, I would love to see uh, someone try and get around the fact that they have a lower budget because like when i watched um like his latest movie so i thought that like for me i was like this is a lower budget movie but he knows how to direct it and work every last penny into this film mm-hmm. i don't like when people are like here just keep taking money and they're like oh, okay if things work out they work out or not so mm-hmm. i mean it scares me with the marble side of how much money we can pump into something and then it doesn't make it back. So I think if we start lowering budgets, people have to really try to get it to push along. So I think I'm excited to see and what you know come what? from that. I want that. I want that so bad because that gives opportunity for newer directors to come mm-hmm. in. Newer directors who, sure. who maybe yeah. just had a great, you know, indie film or a short film and then mm-hmm. Disney is like, here's twenty million, go shoot a Star Wars project. And just I, I don't know. I think, like you said, you get the right person in there, like almost like Gareth Edwards, and mm-hmm. they could create something pretty awesome with that. It's just I don't know, man. I don't know. Did they they have their idea of what Star Wars should be? And I think they just want to stick with that. They don't want to try anything new, unfortunately. And Solo was supposed to be a trilogy, right? Oh, um, or something along those lines. I might I well, might have seen that somewhere, and I could have that idea wrong. Well, I know there. I know that, I think yeah. it was written that. Alden Aaron and I could come back and option out a sequel. Okay. I think that's actually going to happen, but I don't think it's going to be in so I think it's going to be more like in Lando. Hmm. I think that's going to mm-hmm. count for his second film. Sure. And I think he has a film after that that he has option for. Sure. So. Huh. And that movie did make its money back, but it was not by much. Yeah, I believe, did. right? It, it broke it even, but it was it was yeah. determined that it was a bomb okay. by Star Wars standards. But I mean, it... it it made it its made money back, its back. Budget. but there was a lot of controversy on that mm-hmm. too because Lord of Miller got fired. They shot a whole movie, two weeks left in principal photography. They got let go. Then Ron mm-hmm. Howard had to step in. So I would love to see that film. See what that yeah. looked like. But I don't. It's... I don't want to see that film. <laughs> I honestly do not want to see that movie. Why not? They did. So they went from that to doing Spider Verse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that they was did Mind you, they didn't direct Spider Verse. They have a good right. eye. They, they know what they're, they know. They know what what's going on. But from what I heard, and from like a few of the deleted scenes that were there that they directed, it's like, oh, this movie was kind of was really goofy. It was really 
it was really it was too much fun for Star Wars. And I think the story goes Alden Ehrenreich was the one who was like, all right, we're we're not doing the right thing with this project. But two weeks but, left in principle. I mean, that doesn't yeah, make sense. It, it It is shocking. It is shocking that nobody saw the footage until <laughs> until then. But then again, you hear Kevin Feige doesn't didn't read the script to Blade until two weeks before production <laughs> was going to start. Yeah, but Kevin low. Feige has like 30 projects happening simultaneously. Star Wars, you don't have that excuse. True. Very true. But at that time, though, well, one more thing is Kennedy was also trying to get Mando going as well behind the scenes. She was also producing the other Star Wars movies to try to get those going. And then I'm pretty sure they were telling they were like, we need this, this, this and this. And I guess Solo to them felt like, oh, this is this is going to make money. There's no way this is going to be a bad movie. We hired great directors and writers. This is going to this is going to be amazing. <laughs> and then that's when they found out that actually, no. Um, but I, I, I liked what we got with Solo. I think Ron Howard, his what he did, how he's pretty much I'm not going to say save the movie, but his vision for that was pretty was pretty great. And I wish he would come back for another Star Wars project because out of every director that's ever done a Star Wars movie, I think he's the more successful of all the directors. I mean, mind you, he's been doing it for a lot longer, but still. Um, <laughs> right. I think it'd be I think it'd be good to see him come back to do a Star Wars project. But Solo 2, no. But I never heard that, David, that the that Lando could possibly like be that solo. Like, you know, Alden Ehrenreich could come in and well, and, one of the and, big news stories for the year was that Donald Glover and his brother were writing the Lando film. And I think Justin Simeon, who was on the project, found out about it through the press that he wasn't on it anymore. Oh, and <laughs> I think that's the way the story goes. That hurts. But I mean, Donald Glover, he's a tremendous talent. I mean, he's... What are the what are the best? Yeah, I mean, he's... He's a polymath. I mean, he, he raps. A acts, Star Wars produce. show like Atlanta sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing. Like a lot of people don't it's realize the success he's had, though. Like Donald Donald Glover's success. Like what he's accomplished at his age doesn't get recognized. A lot of people don't realize what that is. Done. Very interesting, James. That that is true. That is true. Like people just go, "Oh yeah, he's the singer," but it's like stand-up comedian, showrunner, and writer. There you go. <laughs> Showrunner and writer. And um he won Grammys. I think he's won Emmys. He's won I think he uh, uh I think he's just short of an Oscar at this point, but uh, he's almost an EGOT, I believe. And uh hey Colin. And Hello. uh but yeah, it's it almost felt like he was waiting for that to happen. Donald Glover was waiting to write the movie. You know what I mean? Like he was just kind of like I'm not going to say anything. They're going to do this project. And then once it was announced that this other director or writer was leaving, it was almost like he was like, yes, this is this is what I've been. I want to do my own Lando movie. Hmm. Yeah. And speaking of waiting, we uh, we've been waiting here for Colin to talk Yay! about Star Wars Celebration 2023 in Europe. Welcome back, Colin. In London, Thank our you. London experience. I know Colin, Josh and myself can speak to it. So, Colin, lead us off. What was the big oh. event this year? Podcast. 2023. Oi! Oh, man. <laughs> Oi, podcast! That is an inside joke between the three of us. And I don't think we should say that. <laughs> say what? <laughs> Sick invite, guys. Uh, sorry, man. Uh, yeah, to be there. Um, 
Man, uh, so crazy enough, this was my first time overseas, and I think it was David's first time overseas too, too, right? Yeah. yeah, and I just remember the the whole experience was excitement, very nervous, and um, just incredible. Uh, and I just remember g- going to these panels and uh, and just realizing, oh, it's Star Celebration, and then I would be like, wait a minute, I'm not even in America anymore. <laughs> I never thought my first time out of the country would be uh because of star wars but then at the same time it's just like you know what it makes sense makes sense it yeah. just it just <laughs> makes sense uh and i i just had such an incredible time and i don't know if it was because of um because at the time my life was just 100 star wars all the time because i was currently working at galaxy's edge so it's like oh i was just on batu now i'm on a plane and now i'm going y- y- uh into like a star wars convention and then after the star wars convention was done it was like okay now i'm going back into you know on onto the planet batu so it's like star wars is just happening constantly and uh and even though i'm not at galaxy's edge anymore my life is still like that um, it's just Star Wars all the time, and I have no problem with it. You you're know, telling me I, you're not yeah. on the Halcyon right now? <laughs> it looks like you're on the Halcyon right now. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, no. Um, I think it's probably probably that panel um, of where we were lucky enough to go to the uh, where we got to see all the stuff over at the Lucasfilm panel. So we. We actually got to see the acolyte trailer. We actually got to see the skeleton crew uh, trailer and 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 all that stuff. And There's I just trailers for re- that stuff. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's what yeah. I was saying. I'm a little upset about that. That it's been this yes. long yeah. and we still haven't seen any. To of To us that. normies, those don't exist yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, and it's not. They were just only trailers. They were incredible, dude. They were yeah. very good. <laughs> you were just like smacking them in the face. Guys, Dang. you missed a huge opportunity. They were amazing. <laughs> Sorry you weren't there, but hey. Um, but yeah, no, they were fantastic. And uh, and then we also got the trailer for Andor Season 2. And now that's getting postponed. So who knows when that trailer will, will end up coming out. Probably at the end of, of 2024 because we know and it's not coming out. And the final soon. season of The Bad Batch. Yes, yes, that. And I don't think Josh and I were really expecting to see a trailer, but then we got to the end and then we we're like, oh, okay. Um, and it's. Wait, y'all saw the trailer? I didn't know that. I didn't know they showed a Bad Batch season three trailer. Was it a teaser? Do you not listen? No, it was a the- full trailer, dude. It was a full Yeah. Trailer. Do you not listen to the. Star Wars Stuff Podcast. James, I do or? listen, to, but but when it came to celebration, I was a little bitter, and I was like, I'm just gonna ignore this conversation. Uh, that man, I'm really yeah. upset now. I'm really yeah. Even we more upset. this show is like the first like 20 minutes. Too. Don't sh- shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. <laughs> it did right. No, like no. the big crab like came out on the ocean. No, that was season two. Oh, that's season two. That though. was, that was yeah. Season... yeah. That was. <laughs> <laughs> um no that was season two over at celebration anaheim uh, josh is, is thoroughly confused here i think our audio listeners are too so every time yeah. james makes a gesture like something happens on this you screen. gotta do one of these james yeah because okay. james is using his iphone for video on youtube oh. and twitter so <laughs> all the emojis popping up oh man so. yeah uh Yes, so we had all that going on, and then we had 
some some Jedi Survivor stuff, and I remember walking around with Josh, and I know that was one of the most in anticipating things that that Josh was excited for, and it was funny because the game got delayed, and there was advertisement. The, there were advertisements <laughs> for that game Dude. everywhere we went. Yeah. Not even just a celebration, but if you were just walking on the streets of London, they just had it like on the signs, and Josh and I were like. I just want to play the game. That's all I want to do right now. <laughs> they had like double decker buses with signage, right? Yep. Yeah. That that yeah. was pretty cool to see, man. That's awesome. Yeah. First time in London no. seeing a Star Wars advertisement. Yeah. yeah. And then you know, as as a huge Indiana Jones fan I am, it was really cool to get to see uh footage from that movie. And I just remember like kind of looking at David and Josh and they were just like this because you know <laughs> like it's just like, like oh, okay. Star Wars stuff man right right and I was just like this is great this is fantastic and the movie was you know yeah but like it's um yeah. oh man it it was just so cool and it just reminds me of how much I love Star Wars Celebration and that was also Josh's first Star Wars Celebration so that also it's wild made me happy <laughs> that we were able to experience that uh that with him josh did yeah. you already talk about your experience of celebration no. okay. oh well yeah a little bit but it was good yeah. it was a little confusing but it was good <laughs> <laughs> that first yes. day we were there we were trying to figure out where to go and then yes. we ended up actually joining like a four-hour line that was that yeah. was a lot of fun uh horrible <laughs> i just remember you guys called me uh and y'all were it was like the night before and y'all were trying to figure out where to park and y'all were just driving in circles. Yeah, that looking was for horrible. a place to park. And I'm like, I'm kind of glad I'm not there because that looks very, very it was a nightmare. Just overwhelming. <laughs> well, I just remember the first night that we were all there, and our friend Carl was driving his car. Um, and we were going like to like, a <laughs> different place. <laughs> that was good fun. And uh, and Carl thought that he was driving on a road, but he wasn't driving on a road, and it ended up being like a wow. sidewalk leading to is a restaurant. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty pretty easy to confuse the two. I'm just kidding. Oh, but... It was so funny. That first night was just us being like, we have no idea what we're doing. We're just going to hit the streets of London and Typical see what happens. Moment. Awesome. Yeah. We're Americans. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they, they could probably tell you that if they, they saw something like, like that. Oh. Yeah, I um, had no no idea if I was going to go to London or not. I was like no. very much 50-50. And then Dude, and I at the last no moment, I was like, do I still have time to buy a passport? And I contacted the post office. I put it off for so long, and then I did get a passport, my first passport. And then yeah, I was same. like, I guess I'm doing this. And my buddy Carl, who Colin just mentioned, he was able to get a pretty good rate on a hotel. And uh, we figured out the flight situation. And, of course, him and I, we live in South Texas, so we, we took a flight together over there, and Josh and Colin flew over there. Uh, we got what... good tickets, bro. We got yes. so good tickets. <laughs> yeah. like that was, like, perfect timing. Yeah. Yes, because I just re re remember calling Josh, and I told him the price of them, and – and then he's like, "Wait, no, wait, hang on. I'll, 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 I'll check with my dad." And he's like, "Yup, they're real." And then I was like, "Dude, buy them." <laughs> so yeah, it was a yeah. good deal. Yeah. I'll so yeah, getting yeah, it was so kind of I don't know that that flight was like nine hours for Ugh. me and Carl. Oof. Um, it went by pretty quickly. I mean, I I don't love to fly, 
but I think I've done it so much and I've had other friends that do it so much that it's really the flight back was I thought it was going to be horrible because the flight over there it was like jam packed. But the thing is, we got on British Airways. So once you get on, all the flight attendants were speaking London English, you know, so it was like you were already in, in London and you already had that feel. And it, yeah, it was nine hours just sitting up, couldn't lay down. Um, I would just simply get up to go to the restroom just to stretch my legs and just like stay in the restroom and then walk back to my seat just because of my legs, you know. I'm not a short guy. I was all David is. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So once we got there, of course, we had to coordinate with Colin and Josh because you guys flew into like Scotland or something, right? First? No, we. Yeah, we we flew into Ireland, which that was a whole thing. Okay. Yes. Careful. Because they were telling us to go <laughs> one place first. We like went to the state <laughs> yeah. and and the person was like, actually, no, you were supposed to go to this gate. And we were like, okay. And then we went to the other side of the airport and they're like, no, guys, you have to go to the other one. And, and Josh and I were like, our flight is going to leave like in 30 minutes. What the hell do we do? So we were confused until I don't think he... I don't think it, it was even like someone that worked there. They were just like, guys, you're you're in the right spot. They don't know what they're doing. And then Josh and I were like, oh, okay. And then we just <laughs> sat there. Yeah. But that whole experience was just like, all right. And then we got in, into London. And then, which I will say this. Do not dr- do not go by taxi. Get an Uber. Did they not taxi drive on sidewalks? Taxi is so expensive. Go Uber. <laughs> Did they not drive on sidewalks? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so, man. Yeah, Carl, Carl did a Tesla for us, essentially. No. So we had that. The wheel was on the opposite side. Of course, you got to drive on the left-hand lane. Nope. He's European, though, and he's driven in London before. So I had all the confidence in the world. And he's like a car guy, too. So I thought I had nothing to worry about. <laughs> but I think we wrecked about like three times in that car. <laughs> oh, my God. And we almost had a head-on collision one night. And... We stopped, and Carl and I just looked at each other like, yeah, it's time to go back to the hotel. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we we made it out unscathed. But, I mean, we didn't hit anything to the point where it really damaged the vehicle because when we took it back to the rental place, they looked it over and said it was fine. And we're like, okay, let's go. So (laughs) Whatever you say, man. Yeah, yeah. There there were definitely scratches on it. And that story where Colin said that he was driving, and the road kind of did turn into a sidewalk. Um, we tried Josh to do were just like dying a, in the back. We tried to do a three-point turn to get back out, and when he was doing that, he relied on the technology a little bit too much. And no. I told him, "Hey, Carl, there's a bench right behind us. We're about to hit it." Yes. He's like, "Oh no, the cameras will pick it up." He drives <laughs> straight into the bench, oh my <laughs> and it was like a loud smack. And then it was like, yeah. Uh, "Yeah, we can't." Yeah, well, Teslas are still so, not fully baked there. <laughs> so. Here's the funnier um, part of that story that you're leaving out. As this is happening, there's a <laughs> restaurant right yeah. next to us, and we just look over, and, and and people are just eating, and they just look up, and they're like, what is going on? <laughs> and there was a pier there, too. I'm glad you didn't like trust yes. the map fully. We would have driven oh into gosh. the, the timber. This sounds like a sitcom episode, guys. Someone should have recorded this. Funny. <laughs> that like first night was just full of in, in anticipation and then like of just us being very jet lagged and not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. It was just so funny. And see, the thing is, he was relying on the Tesla GPS and that was the thing that was messed up. It wasn't very accurate. It would tell us uh. to go specific spots that didn't lead to our final destination. It, you would have to like 
take the car and lift it in the air and put it over a wall to get there. Yeah. You know, it wasn't it wasn't updated. But aside from that, going to the Excel Center, the Excel Center is very, very small compared to what all the pictures you see online. Um, I was expecting it to be a little bit bigger, but it's like a big corridor. And then off to the sides are like the almost like the receiving areas. It's like a big warehouse type setup huh. with really big garage doors. And that's how they had celebration. You walk through the middle, either went to the left or the right of the big like halls that were separated by by walls. Um, and then there was an upstairs portion and the big arena or the, the section that made up for the lack of an arena, the big hall to sit in for the big panels it was all the way down at the end and down some steps to get to i went in it once for like 10 seconds for the visions 2 panel and then the guy was like you don't have a badge or you don't have you don't have permission you need to get out and i'm like okay what but she yeah said, I'm, I'm an american that's, that's <laughs> all, i just i would have been dropping that the whole time that's how i, I roll there. i'm american <laughs> and i would have just kept walking you I don't think you needed a badge or something to get into the Visions season two. I think I went because... in. The the way I got in was where the VIPs got into. And then they started oh, checking right. everyone's like VIP badge. Gotcha. And he's like, no VIP, you need to get out. Because it was almost, I think it was like to the point where they were showing that new episode. Yeah. And I just wanted to go in there and look to see because I had I didn't win the lottery for any of the panels in there. So I just wanted to like take a peep and leave yeah. and that's what i did but i know colin he got to go to a bunch of different panels i somehow got in I, long story short somehow i got into the into the ahsoka panel was i was just sitting there and i was like i can't believe I'm, I'm in here because i didn't win the lottery i just somehow just just got in there and i just found a seat i sat <laughs> there and i'm like wow this is great so yeah, no, um, that and that whole experience was just fantastic of just seeing the trailer and having all the actors up on stage. It was it was amazing. And then we were there for Bad Batch season two. I mean, for season three, we were there for Visions. I was there for the Parks panel, which they really, really didn't announce anything except they dropped that uh, guy a poster and they advertised the Halcyon in such a big way, like in there. So I'm like, ooh. They're doing something great with it. And then a month later, it's Axed done. Peace. And I was like, ah, okay. But good news for Star Tours next year, though, because they are adding new missions. Uh, Yay. For, for Star Tours, like with new planets. So my Woo-hoo. guess is most likely they'll end up like doing stuff in the Mandalorian and they'll be doing stuff from Ahsoka. I think a really cool planet would be adding Corellia, and then you could get like the star to his point of view of what the smugglers run like mission is on that ride. It would it would be super cool to like see the Falcon there, uh, and then maybe yeah. you see yeah, Hondo, the and, and yeah, and then Hondo's like, "Wait, what's going on, Star Tours? Why are you here?" And then you just hear Chewie in the background, and I I, I think I that think sounds that sounds sweet. like such a no brainer that it makes me sad that they probably were not going to do that. You know what I mean? Like that sounds like something yeah. that. That dunk. seems like the simplest thing for them to do. A slam dunk, as David always says, <laughs> that they're not that they're not gonna do. There he is. He's over there doing that. Um, but yeah, I think we're gonna have Grogu a lot more at Star Tours. I think Grogu's gonna. Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. the for big sure. deal is to somehow get him in there. Hell, even changing the logo, if you may, to, to have you, did you okay. So Disney change Land, the logo of Star Tours. Are you exactly. mad? 
not the logo, but just the feel of it. Like when I went in there <laughs> the other day, I was here. like, God, these they still have the episode one era like stuff there. Like they have come to Naboo and blah 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 blah. This and that. And and then you're like, oh, okay. And then you're watching it, then you're just like, why why haven't they updated this thing yet? I'm not talking about the mission, Colin. I'm talking about the like when you walk into the main lobby, they have videos playing and stuff like that. And yeah, have... it's still cool. <laughs> it's cool. How dare but, you? But I know it's cool. But then you look at it and you're like, man, they haven't updated this thing in a while. Like the look of it. And I think that's what they need to do. I think they, they need to update the look of how Star Trek. That was is. one of the. Okay. So, so here's my thing is that Star Tours in general. All of the original missions that that they added to to Star Tours: The Adventure Continues was one of the last projects that George Lucas actually worked on. I don't want the I don't want them to mess with it. I don't want them to do anything of where oh hey look you can go to uh, to the planet Mandalore and hang out with Grogu. I, I I don't want that. Just keep it the way it is. Add the new missions. Mm -hmm. That's it. You like be because if you change to me, if you keep changing things like especially with Star Tours of how classic it is, if you change that aspect of it, it's going to take that classic feeling away. And that cue for that ride in general is just so cool. And it's got that classic Star Wars feel. And I really want to want them to change anything. Um, because you've already got Galaxy's Edge, which is, you know, w with all the sequels and, and all that stuff. Adding the missions to Star Tours, that's great. But if you change the queue, to me, that's kind of changing, like, m most of the ride. Um, because seeing C C-3PO and R2 there is, like, a big thing. Uh, and, and if you do add something with Grogu or something during the Mandalorian timeline, that's going to be kind of confusing even though this the whole star tours thing is technically um not canon like of all the missions and everything because at one point you're on hoth and then the next minute you're over over, over coruscant in a big battle like it doesn't match up but don't change the queue that's all i gotta say all right i'll let the games jeez <laughs> oh, hold on there we go uh, somebody said on here that Tokyo has no Uber and the train subways are confusing, so get ready. So when we go to oh, Tokyo, yeah. that thing looks we, like spaghetti. We got to be ready for that because that's gonna be. I am. I'm gonna be walking right behind Josh. I am just gonna be next to Josh the entire However, time. However, people I'm are not... a lot nicer in Japan, and they will most definitely help you. So I can't <laughs> wait to bring out the translator app and be like, please. Please help me, please. I'm an American. <laughs> so, well, the people I wanted to talk about the people of London. The people of London for me were awesome. I thought that maybe I would get some pushback being an American with my accent, but no. I mean, I everyone was friendly. Um, there was jokes in the lines. I mean, it was uh, the London people were were awesome. I I thought it was really nice experience. And I thought that my accent would get like, oh, you're an American. No, it's it's like a world city. There's Americans there all the time. So it's not mm -hmm. anything out of the ordinary for them. And, of course, being there, we heard German people. We heard Dutch. I mean, there was all kinds of languages spoken there. But the one thing that really kind of like freaked me out and really made me thought I lived in a simulation. I don't know if I spoke. I've spoken about this on the podcast, but I was waiting in line, I think, the second day. 
And I did the thing, of course, when you're at celebration, you want to talk to other people online because, of course, when is the other time that you're going to be in line where everyone knows what you're talking about when you start talking about obscure things in Star Wars. So I turned to the guy next to me who was in the line across the gate area, and I just started talking to him, and he was an American. And I was like, oh, cool. Where are you from? He goes, oh, I, I flew in from D.C. I said, oh, okay. And he said, yeah, I'm, I'm in the military. I've lived in Washington, but right now I live in Texas. And I said, okay. A classic. So I was like, nice. where? I was like, where okay, well, t- Texas is pretty big. Texas is like the size of what? London. I don't know, a couple of countries. Or Europe. Half of Europe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Half of Europe, essentially. So I said, I said, okay, where, where in Texas do you live? He goes, oh, it's, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know it. It's, it's in, um, it's off of Redland Road in San Antonio, Texas. That's and where it, I'm wow. from. And I was oh like, gosh. I was like, yeah, I, I visit that road all the time. And I was like, uh, how, how crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, next. Well, and it was I mean, like just two dudes talking a different language. Well, when I flew into Florida for a celebration there in uh, 2017, I remember the first people who they stopped me like, hey, you're a Star Wars fan because I had all my Star Wars stuff on. I was like, of course I'm in. And they're like, can you tell us where this is? And I'm talking to them and I'm like, I, I just got here, but I can maybe help you out. And then I was like, where y'all from? Like, oh, we just flew in from um, from Texas. And I was like, we did too. And like, yeah, yeah, we flew in from uh, from Austin. And I was like, yeah. And then he was like, oh, yeah, she went to Texas State to, about his wife. And I was like, I went to Texas. It was the weirdest thing. It was like, of course, the first people I speak to outside of this random hotel crazy are from Texas. And then his wife went to the same college I went to. And uh, well. it is a small world after all. <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting. And I kind of had that same experience in 2015, my first celebration in Anaheim where there was a couple, they were talking about the San Antonio Spurs. And I just was like, just li- I was like eavesdropping just to see what they would say. Like if they would mention like, I don't know, any other details. But I didn't really speak to them directly, but they were talking about the Spurs. And I think one of them was maybe wearing a Spurs jersey too. And I was like, wow, this is weird. I, I traveled 2,000 miles and there's Spurs fans <laughs> over here talking about the Spurs at Star Wars Celebration. It's, it's so kind of odd. But why talk about the Spurs? Because the Spurs are, are are a big deal in San Antonio. There was a moment. There was a moment where <laughs> the whole city was united and it was it was amazing. Yeah, I think but, Red um, is actually uh, one of the Facebook users here, if not oh. a Facebook user. But yeah, he couldn't make it tonight. But uh, <laughs> of course, yeah, another big highlight for the podcast and Star Wars stuff uh, was that we brought on some some new hosts and we yes. have one on right now with Zach. A lot. Woo. Discovered us uh, on. <laughs> he discovered us uh, via. Where did you discover us, Zach? So I got sick of uh, a Star Wars content creator who shall not be named, and I. I, think I know who it is. I think I know who it is. But keep, uh, going, oh, keep going. Though. man, I'll just I'll just leave that <laughs> thought out there for you guys. Um, and I believe about a year or so ago, I was just <laughs> at work and like I want to listen to a Star Wars podcast. I keep driving my coworkers insane. My fiance at the time now wife like i'm driving her nuts i'm driving everybody nuts i just need an outlet i need to listen to people who think like i do and i just looked up star wars and you guys were in the top bunch and yeah. i just started listening from there and never looked back and i just wow. sent david an email oh. and we talked about a year ago a little over a year ago and just kind of kept in touch here and there and um then i reached out i'm like hey man what are the odds i could be beyond with you guys and 
so super super funny story about that is then david then reached out to me and was like hey listen uh this guy is a potential candidate can you go meet with him and i was like okay cool so we were supposed to have like a 30 or or like 45 minute meeting and and because i was meeting you at, at some restaurant and i sat down and yeah. then you and i started talking for two hours and i was like this kid's got the same spark that i did this kid when i first started podcasting. <laughs> i did no, i'm 27 <laughs> i can still say it bro that's uh, too funny but, that's crazy. but yeah and oh, oh yeah and then also also there was one time where i was at the theater and and a guest came up to me and i turn around and this tall guy zach just is, is like <laughs> hey man oh, i'm a big fan of the podcast and then i'm just standing there i'm looking up and i never look up to people and like <laughs> or something so i'm just like hi how's it going and um uh and th then he introduced himself and like zach no you honestly were a great addition uh to the team and and um it's great to have someone that does have that love and and spark for star wars as yes. much as we do so well thanks i appreciate uh, it yeah it's been great it's been it's been a lot of fun absolutely yeah so yeah. zach we brought him on as a new <laughs> member a new host of the podcast and of course he he's going to in the new year he's going to start with retro ray who's another new member of the podcast they're going to start doing a comic book podcast and we got some sponsors, thanks to Zach and Retro Ray, for the podcast Ooh. to supply free physical comics to the podcast, so they can you get bet. them and yeah. and review them. And so, it, yeah, it should be should be a lot of fun. And there there are a ton of new Star Wars comics. Like there are like Tons. there's more than you even realize how many Star Wars comics are out there, and a lot yeah. of them are canon. So it's. There's a lot to cover, and so I, I, I good luck to both of you guys. <laughs> We're gonna there, need it. There was yeah, oh wait, good job. But uh, there was um, there was a moment where I kept up with all the books, and then they just kept they it just kept growing. Dude, and it's like, like drinking I, from a fire hose. It's yeah, nuts. I I lost it. I, I was like, <laughs> and then like when the High Republic hit, I was like, boom, boom. I'm like, okay, yes. And then and then they just kept going, and the story has gotten even crazier from yeah. what I hear. And I'm like, damn. But yeah, so awesome. I'm really glad that you, the two of you are going to be taking that on. Retro Ray is great. Retro Ray is awesome. Um, I got I got the, the pleasure of meeting him in San Antonio. And he and I just sat down after how many few hours just talking about Star Wars. And I was like, this guy is cool. <laughs> like This yeah. guy is really, really cool to talk to. Just and, to give Ray uh, some credit, he his drive for getting guests on the podcast is like incredible. Like he's always pushing. He's always looking to get uh, interviews for us. Um, oh, yeah behind the scenes and he's texting me and David about it all the time. And um, if you guys haven't listened on Patreon, we have an interview with Ross Biedman, who is the youngling that Anakin kills in Revenge of the Sith. And that was all right. He just reached out to the guy and a couple of weeks later we were talking with him for an hour or so. And it was, it was all, it was all right. He, he's been doing a great job with roping people in. Yeah. The, the thing about retro Ray is He's local to me, so he's in South Texas. But he lives in the San Antonio area, so I, I can actually see him. So I met him um, listening to our local podcast that talks about more of like just film in general, film and TV shows. And when I met him, I thought he was a member for a while on that podcast. Turns out he wasn't. <laughs> he had just joined, and I was just like listening. 
uh, on my off time. And then I started talking to the, those guys and I started helping them out more and we just started talking more. And now I'm, I'm part of their podcast, helping out with like side stuff. And, um, when I started talking to Ray, um, getting to know him, I mean, I tell him all the time, this dude, I don't know what he, I tell him he's a genius. I tell him to his face because somehow, some way he, he achieves things that normally, like, like Zach said, I would maybe send out a message to someone online and say, Hey, come on the podcast. What, what do you think? Star stuff podcast. They just flat out know Ray sends a message to them. Yeah. What, what time can we do it? And I'm like, how Ray's our sales yeah. guy. Yeah, I don't know how, <laughs> how is that even possible? Like there's a few people I've contacted and then they're just like, no. And then they talk to Ray and they're like, yeah, when can we do it? And then Ray messages me, he sends me a screenshot. And I'm like, I just spoke to that person. They said, no. He's like, I got, he's like, I got Adam Driver next week. So uh, we're going to be interviewing. Adam. <laughs> but yeah, Ray, Ray has, Ray, Ray is the oldest person on the podcast, but he has a lot of experience going to conventions. We yeah. went to the first convention together. I can't remember which one we did, but he knew just about everyone in in uh, Artist Alley, and That's awesome. I was like, I was like, who is this dude? But yeah, he's been going to San Diego Comic Con. Uh, he's been doing all the local cons in Texas, um, and we did meet someone who's an artist who uh, hopefully in 2024 we can have on the show. Um, he, the way he and James met him at Superhero Comic Con and Car Show. Um, he works with all like the biggest names and I had never heard the guy's name before, but he was the guy that designed the big mural in Chicago that went from mural. Yeah. The mural where if the listeners are trying to like comprehend (laughs) what we're talking about here, the mural in Chicago that had grand Admiral Thrawn looking like Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. So we were able to ask him that question. We asked him why Thrawn looked like Pierce Brosnan he said the reason why he looked like Pierce Brosnan was because he was simply a fan of Pierce Brosnan and he That's thought it. he could portray Thrawn. That's, That's awesome. why he looks like Pierce Brosnan because at the time everyone was like, oh my God, they casted Thrawn and this is how they're telling us how they who they cast for Thrawn. And of course, yeah, it, it wasn't Pierce Brosnan. Hmm. It was, of course. Well, and Ahsoka and Ventress, I think, were on there too. And I guess like a live action adaptation you could yeah. say because they pulled faces from the actors who portrayed these characters in live action. We hadn't seen Ventress or Ahsoka yet at that point. Yeah. He and had, and he had a lot of, he had a lot of interesting um, things to say about, about Lucasfilm. And it was, it was crazy to hear how, how much time he had to make that mural. Like, yeah, he, um, he said he, I forget. I don't know if you remember how how many hours he was I think awake. He said he stayed up for like a day or more, thirty six like, hours or something. I mean, it's beautiful. Constantly. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And he said he sent it, and then he went to bed. He woke up because he remembered something, and he calls, and they were like, "They're already, they're already printing it. Like it's already being." Done. Yeah, it was already done, but yeah. his mind was in the in the yeah, way. Yeah, he was already. Like he the, was like, "Oh wait, yeah. I want to." And they said it's already on print. Like they're they're. I, I forget, mm. Was it somewhere in Asia? They said they're already making the whole the giant mural ready for Chicago. Wow. So it's done. You can't. I gotta find that poster it. set somewhere. There's got to be something that's got like he, that he same effect. A, he had the big one, and it was like hundred and twenty dollars. Like and it was. Yeah, it was like, but it's like. <clears> 
right right it was like a banner style yeah it's huge um then he also had individual panels of it where you can buy them and you can just kind of make your own and um yeah he was really nice his wife was really nice they were really funny and just to hear him being like yeah i called up doug and he and i are talking and and then I look at Dave, and I'm like, he just dropped Doug Chang's name like it was nothing. Like yeah, that. he started saying first names of people, oh, and and me and like, James were like, you mean Doug, Doug Chang? Yeah, he's like, he yeah. Was like, oh yeah, yeah, Doug Chang. Yeah, I called him, and we're talking. I'm like, like looking, I'm looking at his phone. I'm like, do you have Doug Chang's n- phone number in your phone right now? Like, yeah, yeah. So, and he told us some. And James was like, call him. Let's talk to him. Yeah, let's Prove talk to him. <laughs> he had some interesting. He had some very interesting stories about what was yeah. happening and how the movie was being made and how he was like when he did the mural for the last Jedi and during that celebration, which I have, I have somewhere. It was a really awesome mural. Um, he, he said he had a lot of good info. He had a lot of good references. He had a lot of good information from Lucasfilm when it came time for this one there no one was really talking to him. Nobody was really, he would ask for help and they would say, we can't do that. We have, there's way too much stuff for us to be worrying about, to be thinking about this mural. And he said, it almost felt like they, yeah, I don't want to talk trash, but he said it was like, they, they didn't really know what was happening with episode nine at leading up to celebration. They still didn't have it, the script completely ready to go. And even though they were filming, like they were still trying to write the movie. Yeah, which which happens with a lot of which movies. Does happen, but yeah. I mean, with with Adam Driver doing his rounds for Ferrari, talking to the media, yeah, he said yeah, that he wow. was told one thing at the beginning of the trilogy, and it just kind of morphed and changed in the Last Jedi, and then Rise of Skywalker is completely different. He was supposed to end up being just evil and living, and said I he turned him. and became a ghost. Yep, Colin told us. Hmm. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to that potential guest in twenty twenty four. We got to talk to him. James flew out from California back to the homeland in San Antonio, and we uh, attended Superhero Comic Con and Car Show along with the Countdown City Geeks. And we had we had a big booth, but I mean, we had like twenty people up in there <laughs> at, at some points, and we were kind of like in the back, me and James, and um, <laughs> we were able to give a lot of stuff away, uh, a lot of Star Wars stuff, and we got a lot of YouTube sub- subscribers. Once they rolled the chance cubes and uh, they had a roll, I think I think the rule was you had a roll the same color three times in a row. Yeah. Was it um, times? No, no. It was we changed it to if they got a solid color. Oh, how many cubes? It was two cubes or one. Yeah, cube? two cubes, the same color. Oh, three yeah. If, they, if, they, if, they, if you get if you get it, you know, if you get two blues, you have two more chances, just two more rolls after that. Yeah, to to get you know the solids, and then if they don't, then it's over. But a lot of people, some people did. They were able to roll three in a row of solids, and it was uh, we were just like, how did you do that? So each day, I gave away one of the Kenner Tie Fighters, and right as the convention opened, like the third person won that Tie Fighter, and it was the kid, and it, it was it was like a daughter and a dad, and the dad was like super hyped, and he was like, oh my god, get the Tie Fighter, get it. So, yeah, that that was that was interesting. I, we're gonna do it again for SpaceCon and probably Superhero Comic Con in 2024. I'm excited back. for that SpaceCon. Yeah. That's really cool. So, Superhero probably... Comic Con 
happened this year in 2023. And James and I got to talk to Katie Sackoff behind the curtain about tacos behind the scenes. James had a lot. James had such a long conversation with Katie Sackoff. At one point he turned around and we were all gone and it was just him and Katie. (laughs) It was, I was freaking out, man. I was like, I turn around, I'm looking, I'm like, how come no one else is like, and, and then I'm looking and what's his name's on the stage, like giving her introduction and she's still talking to me. And I'm like, you got to go. Like, <laughs> you got to get on the stage here like five seconds. And, um, oh, she was amazing. And then we, we got oh. to talk to her. Then we also talked to Ming-Na Wen and, uh, she was, she was amazing. And I'm like, man, this is so cool. This is so great. And, uh, I remember she was running late. I remember she came in like super, super late. But anyways, we still got to talk to her, and that was that was a lot of fun. That was so cool just to be there and to see that. And we had a few people clap for us whenever mm-hmm. they said, "Anybody here a Star Wars stuff podcast fan?" And we had a woo, and David, nice. Like, I like, <laughs> like, <laughs> really cool. James was like, "Who that?" Who so. <laughs> and then uh, somebody I work with at HEB who I hadn't seen in a few years, she found me later. She goes, "I saw you." Look, I was like, "Oh my gosh, hey, how are you?" And um. She was like, I figured you'd be here since, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a big, you know, Star Wars fan. So, but um, <laughs> the cool thing was, was Katie Sackoff talked about how they re- they shot a scene that wasn't in the final movie or the final episodes of Mando. And she said, it's when I pick up the sword, the, the Darksaber. And she goes, Does anybody have a Darksaber here? And of course, somebody, I got a Darksaber. And she brought it up to her. <laughs> and then she said, okay, the moment I, I ignite it, and then she puts the microphone down that she held up the, the dark saber and she said, for Mandalore, like yelled it really loud. That's so cool. It was awesome. And everybody went nuts for that. And I was like, this is this is pretty cool. That's really cool. And uh, it's so it's so funny meeting celebrities because you see them like in Mando. Katie Sackhoff's yeah. presence in Mando is just like, whoa, like she's a force. And you see her in real life. You're like, oh, my gosh, she's really small. <laughs> like, you know, it's just it's just the way they film her. I was like, I think I'm the same height as uh, as Katie Sack. There were, uh, oh man, yeah, no, uh, I think this was definitely a year of where I was just like, man, I, I mean, and every year it is where like I love what I do, but, but this year just with London and then with the opportunities that we got to where we actually got to talk to some of these people that are on screen was so cool. And there was one where I really wish that Josh was with me. Um, and I, I had the opportunity to, to talk to Richard Horvitz that did the voice of Turkle <laughs> and Invader uh, Zim. <laughs> yes. And, and the entire time I was like, man, I wish Josh was here. Um, just because of, uh, he's a cool guy. That, yeah. Cool um, guy. that guy just loves star Wars and, and he just loves the game and, and of just that character. And he is interested in coming, like, uh, playing that character and live action because I didn't know this at the time, but he actually did a, a decent amount of different motion capture stuff for that game. So mm. he was, like, actually, like, wearing stuff for Turgle. So he was doing, like, the flips and the hops and all that stuff. Oh, so sweet. I was like, yeah, sign him up. Let's go. I would love to see, like, Turgle and Cal just show up and season four of mando and we're just like okay what's going on <laughs> that's the dream yes of all the people uh, that, that 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 he could be with it's turgle you know what i mean like that's just the funniest it's like what's it's the struggle with why y'all 
Is he gonna pop up yeah. on Tanalor for no reason? <laughs> just just he somehow made it out there. Yeah. Uh and then I <laughs> I actually and and this year also was like the year of the Clone Wars because I actually talked to a decent amount of Clone Wars actors and mm-hmm. one of them uh that we had a really nice interview with was TC Carson who played the voice of Mace Windu. And that was a very surreal experience. Uh, like of just talking to these actors is fantastic. But when you actually um I sometimes lose myself in the uh I lose myself in the interview. Like I'm still doing it, it's all professional, but like I'm just talking, I'm like, I'm 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 talking to someone that I w- listened to as a kid, and it's just a surreal experience. So this is definitely a great platform to be part of if you're a if you're a Star Wars fan because you are uh, you are living your childhood dream like you are just continuing that and you're and you've got a great platform to do it. So I'm very thankful to be doing this stuff um, because, you know, it's Star Wars. It's awesome. Very awesome. Well said. Yeah. Going back to Celebration 2023, Colin and I actually got to meet Andy Serkis. Oh. We took a picture with him, and Colin did his golem. <laughs> you pushed me to do it, and I'm so yeah. glad you did because he no, so, okay. so look, here's Andy Circus. Here's Colin. Colin went like this and did the impersonation right in his face. And I yeah. was like, oh. Yeah. Oh my God. That's pretty good. Yeah, no, he... He like took a step back and, and and was like, "Oh my gosh, that was fantastic! That was one of the best I've heard." And he shook my hand, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then I totally forgot we were taking a picture, and then we were like, "Oh yeah, that's right." But yeah, no, <laughs> that's amazing. That was just incredible. Yeah, oh, man. yeah. We took that so picture, cool. and we also got a picture with Hayden and Ewan, and Ewan had that uh, that rule that we couldn't get close to him. They put R two D two in between us, and he was <laughs> yeah. shooting something in Europe. And it was like yeah, a, it was like a restriction. Was his like beard was kind of long. Yeah, yeah. And that's so... where he did the yell, right? That was where he did the yell. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The Howard well, when he was yell. on stage. Yeah. yeah. So, so may the force be with you. With you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's in our intro now. So I also met Rosario Dawson. Yep. Which was awesome meeting her in oh. person for the first time, seeing her up close. Um, very very striking. Um. It was like I was very starstruck with her. Um, I got to take a picture with her, and I, I got her autograph as well. Very, very nice, very down to earth, very cool. Um, also, I'm looking at all my pictures on the wall. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, Carlo Esposito. I was I'm doing the same too. I'm looking up at yeah, the wall. Yeah, John Carlo Esposito. He's done so many conventions around me. Never met him in person. The first time I got to meet him was in London. He was super cool. Hung out with him for a long time because when I was getting his autograph, he was talking to each individual person for a while and they were telling them their their john carlo stories and he took his time signing stuff and looking at things and talking to all of all the fans there it was it was a pretty cool interaction but he i knew he was great so i I knew that was gonna happen uh mads mickelson i was getting that too Mm. i was getting andy circus's autograph i turn around once that was done I look over, Mads Mickelson is sitting by himself at his oh, autograph table. Oh. No line, no, it was just him like just sitting there. And I'm like, I'm gonna go talk to Mads Mickelson. So I just go walk up to him and I kind of play <laughs> dumb and I'm like, hey, how's it going? Nice, nice to meet you. 
And he's like, hey, uh, I'm not signing autographs right now, but uh, if you come back, I'm like, oh, you're doing autographs? Okay, how do I how do I get that done? <laughs> and he's like, well, you go to this website, and the convention Wi-Fi is not that great. So I try. I was like, like this, <laughs> and I was just like, they're hanging out with him, <laughs> and I was talking to his, I think his uh, his manager, his handler, whoever, and yeah, we just had like a conversation. And during that conversation, I was like, I'm talking to Matt Mickelson and everyone's just yeah, like walking around us. And it's like, does no one see that Mads Mickelson is just does, right does here? Does he sound that cool all the time? Like that He one. sounds like Mads Mickelson. That is insane. <laughs> awesome. It didn't sound any different. It, no I mean, man awesome. should have a voice as amazing as Mads Mickelson does. Like that I don't understand. Like when he starts talking, I'm just yeah. like, that's a that's a good sounding voice. He loved when he was at Celebration. He was talking all the time about Indiana Jones, which is pretty funny. <laughs> yes. He was so great yeah, in Indiana yeah. Jones. Yeah, I, I think those were all my interactions with celebrities at at celebration. And That's of course a pretty solid list. Yeah, yeah. I mean it was it was a very expensive list too. Because, <laughs> yeah, those autographs and the pictures. But um, I mean, you figure with everything in life, everything's just gonna get that much more expensive. I know someone in here had a comment about how much it cost uh to meet Katie um at Superhero Comic Con. I think it was eighty dollars for an autograph or maybe it was eighty dollars for yeah. no it was eighty dollars for a photo and 120 for an autograph on something that was star wars specific and i think her prices have gone up for space con hmm. which will be there hopefully uh we might be able to swing something but um i know josh and i are going to be at megacon uh in the beginning of february um and there and another something called it, it it's called Mosh Isley and it's and I've heard nothing but great things from from our friends like of like Christian and Hunter and all of them so I'm very excited for that and then you've got Motor City Comic Con that Ooh. Um, that I'll I'll be there for that and I think Zach might go to that one maybe there's a there's a solid chance i, I can't remember mm -hmm. what weekend that falls on if it was chicago or um motor city that was in april maybe i'm thinking mm, something different I is think it in may thinking of c2e2 oh um, c2e2 yeah yep yeah yep uh because motor city is on the on, on the weekend of my birthday and then you got august uh which is dragon con and hey! I'm, so, I'm so pumped for that and that will be josh's um first time uh going to that one and to i've been doing that what time to drink <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah uh that con i tell people is is costumes drinking and partying for five days straight that's exactly what that's quite is. the bender thing. Like my well the <laughs> <laughs> the costumes are just fantastic so i'm i'm super pumped and i am debuting a a, a couple of costumes for next year Oh, you want to um, tell us? Nope. You'll have to wait. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no. Uh, and then October is when the SpaceCon. SpaceCon. SpaceCon's October, I believe. This is end of October. My part. Sorry. Cool. Yes. Yeah. And then Zach and I will be there for that one because we'll fly out for that one. So for sure. There's a lot of stuff happening. Uh, um, next year con conventions, and then we have. We've got Skeleton Crew, we've got Acolyte, we've got yeah. Season 3 of The Bad Batch, we got Tales of, of the Jedi Season 2, and End then game. hopefully still, Star Wars Outlaws. Yeah. And then possibly 
and then possibly Star Wars Hunters. But I, <laughs> but I really doubt it. Uh, but if that happens, it, it'd be great because I played that demo almost three years ago now. So, wow. I'm just glad we got. <laughs> I'm just glad we got Jedi Survivor this year. Yeah, that oh. was a big deal for me. I literally you know, played that nonstop for like um, four days. It's a good and one. It was. Hey, that looks was, familiar, Colin. Yes, yes, it does. Uh, be before I get to that explanation. Um, I know Josh and I were hoping to play Jedi Survivor before we went to Celebration, and then they pushed it back. Just getting delayed. Um, I'm like, Brit. yeah. <laughs> and we were just like, oh man, and and I even uh, I even got a day off specifically for that release date. So then I was like, great. And at that point, it was too late to cancel it. So I was like. Okay, cool. I just got a random day off now. Great. I just got to just stare cool. at my TV all just day. Play right? Fallen Order. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Zach actually uh, pulled through and he, you went to a GameStop and then they were like, hey, you know, we are going to throw this out. And you're like, all right, I'll take it. And he got some uh, Jedi Survivor, like different posters and kind oh, of nice. promotion art yeah. that was specific for GameStop. And then you know, he was very nice and gave it to me. And so now I've I, I've got it here in the studio. Um right yeah, next so to my uh Galaxy's Edge poster signed by all the people I work with. It's kind of crazy what stuff you could get for free when you go and just ask about it. Cause I got I got a picture of a Spider-Man 2 sign I gotta show you guys because that's what I was going for with Spider-Man 2 stuff. And he's like, Oh, we can't give that away yet, but I got this Jedi Survivor stuff. I'm like, Oh, I'm sure I could find a home, twist my arm, why don't you? You know, I'll take it <laughs> off your hands. And, but I got this crazy awesome Spider-Man 2 sign that I could like hang from my ceiling once I get this. <laughs> echoey room refinish. Oh, we were going to throw it away anyway. Here you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I ran into a, a cool manager at a movie theater the other day who gave me some Dungeons and Dragons uh, promotional art I gave to my brother for yes. Christmas. So that was pretty sweet. Th that thing was, was in our office since that movie came out and we were just trying to get rid of it and no one was taking it. And then I was like, you know what? Zach's a nerd. So, dude, I'm in. I'm it's in. not small guys. This this thing was taller than Zach. So I just handed it to him and then Zach just walked out of just the theater. Out. Like on, <laughs> yeah. And and he was wearing he was wearing Christmas pajamas. And I just remember just seeing other guests walk in and they were like, What the heck is going on? <laughs> it's a good day. But yeah. yeah. It was fun. That's awesome. You know, but oh man, but but yeah, uh, for next year for Star Wars, I'm I'm excited for it. And if you haven't yet, I would definitely look into at least some of the High Republic comics uh, and uh, and novels. I personally don't have that much time to read, so I I use Audible, and it it works fantastic. And they also uh, have some some music in the background and like the lightsaber sounds and the blasters and stuff like that when you're listening to an audible. So mm -hmm. I would definitely listen to those books. Now it's very hard to kind of keep up of, of what goes like before what, just because of, because uh, of the order is just kind of confusing. Be because the phases aren't actually correct. It's not like in phase one, all of these are like, you know, in order. And then you go to the next one. It's like, there's like a book in phase two, which is technically the first one. And then you got, a book in phase three that is like right after the first one. And you're just so really confused. It's, it's like star Wars. <laughs> yes. 
but more complicated. Release in chronological order is a foreign concept to Star Wars. Yep. And what as one of our users has been saying, we don't have any movies next year. Nope. We do have a show. We have have shows, but we don't have a movie next year. And that's a very, very shocking low light, I think, for Star Wars is that we didn't have a movie this year and we're not gonna have a movie next year, but we'll have two movies in 2026, allegedly. So that's that's almost seven years without a movie. They've done it before, but no, no, but you don't understand. (laughs) But no, like once once Disney, Disney, you know, came in and they did their thing, and we got 2015, 2016, 2017, 2019. I was like, oh my goodness, my life is set, you know, from now on. Like I'm going to get a Star Wars movie every year, pretty much. It hasn't happened. You were like, move yeah. over, Jesus. Yeah. Star Wars took over. Like, <laughs> and, you know, it was crazy. I I, I went, I you know, because I'm on, um, I get to look back at like last year and the year before on Time Hop. And it's always funny to be like, man, I saw The Last Jedi on December 26th back in 2017. Like right after yeah. Christmas with my, my, my in-laws, they were like, what are we going to do tomorrow? And I was like... We go watch Star Wars if you want, and so we all went to go see Star Wars. And I, I remember I wore yeah. my pajamas. I wore, you know, I was like this, and the theater was packed. Everybody was cheering in the movie theater, yep. and I awesome. was like, "This is the best." Say, and say what you will about about the sequels, the 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 trailers and and Force Friday and all that stuff was just was amazing, fantastic. Yeah. I remember getting that first teaser trailer for force awakens and it was back in 2014 and i i thought it was fake i didn't think it was real (laughs) because ever since they like announced that people were people were coming up with like fan trailers and 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 stuff like that and then all of a sudden you just hear andy circus like say there's been awakening and you're like wait what and then you get the falcon like doing a flip in the sand and you're like what's going on it's like star wars and it's like it's back and then you go all the way to 2015 and, and, and the new trailers and especially the trailer at Star Wars Celebration 2015 was insane. So it's just That's like the greatest trailer I, ever. That is the greatest trailer of all time in my so opinion. good. Um, it is, the, it's up there. The trailer, the, for Rise of, like the trailer for Rise of Skywalker was actually pretty good. Um, uh, be, what was, was that because, an important place to be in Chicago, Colin? Oh, was that panel important? Uh, yeah. Was it? Is it a big deal? Is it a big deal we're here? I'm I just like, I remember three people I know who would kill to be in this seat. And, <laughs> and we got you... in there. Chris, <laughs> wait. Joseph and I just just <laughs> sprinted. We took that chance of of, of not see, seeing it on the screen and we somehow got in and I just remembered just sitting like um I'm just sitting next to everyone in our group and I was just like I can't believe we're here and then Stephen Colbert just comes out on stage, and we're like, Colbert, and we're like, what's going on? And uh, it, 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 oh man, no, I guys, I, I love Star Wars, it's 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 <laughs> just so great, it's just fantastic, I, and I, I, I just I, love how it brings people together. I will say, um, I know I, I spoke about it at the beginning, but when I went to go see Return of the Jedi in theaters this year. It was really cool because for one, the theater was pretty packed, and I was like, okay, yeah. Star Wars, yeah. and I think didn't it? It it was like number. It, it made the top ten of the box office that week. It was out. Um, 
and I just remember people cheering whenever. Oh, geez. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Jazz. Get Jet. out of here. Jets. It's called Jets, Jets now. Um, but no, whenever the movie, uh, whenever we, Hayden Christensen showed up at the end of Return of the Jedi, yeah. everybody cheered. Everybody yeah, clapped. Isn't that weird, like, man? I was like, oh my it's, it's, it's like a different. I thought we hated this guy. And it almost yeah. brought a tear to my eye because I was like, this is. This is amazing, and then and then boom, 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 and everybody clapped when it was over, and I was like, oh my! After forty years, that this movie still gets people pumped, dude. It was, it was awesome. such a great feeling, and that so was so good. That was, and I walked out of there thinking, man, I'm so glad I got to see this in theaters. Yeah. I'm so yeah. glad you brought this up, James, because what happened? Did the OT guys just like quit going to Star Wars stuff and quit liking? Did. did they die off? I mean, what happened? <laughs> they died. I, I I think I don't know. I think it was just you think they turned. I think over time, kind of? I think people looked at looked at what I think what people what happened was people are seeing what the movies that are coming out now and how sequels are being made and how not saying Star Wars, the sequel trilogy, but movies in general of how they are continuing their story. And I think a lot of people are looking back at the prequels like, holy crap, George Lucas did something in it was cooking that. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. nobody, nobody understood almost like how he did no. 1977 with a new hope i yeah. mean but then when a new hope came out everybody got it but with the prequels i think people were still trying to figure out what happened but then now in retrospect you look back at those three movies and you're like good grief man george lucas did something absolutely incredible with these three movies to make three movies that right. are nothing like the ones that came before Three and it's not movies. just the story either. Like you have to think like he had to find dreamers and people who were going to pave the future of cinema because mm -hmm. you have all of these practical effects mm -hmm. that were not really being used at the time uh, like as 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 much as they should have. And I just remember watching the the light and magic documentary and it yeah. was just oh my god like they went through so much more than i thought they did yeah and star wars just paved the future for like the entire industry just think about how different the 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 world would be if star wars never existed if george lucas yeah. wasn't like you know hey i i've got all these studios telling me no you know what i'm not gonna do it like could you imagine how different like our world would be if george lucas never made star wars it would, it would be insane. Completely yeah, it's, insane. It's it's really shocking how Star Trek. How brave Ugh. he was <laughs> to to say that, to say every this is how he was pretty much told this is how movies are made. Movies are made like this. This is how right. you do this effect. This is how you do this effect. And he was like, No, that's there has to be a better way. There has to be a different way to do this. And then you flash forward to 1990. Hell, he started writing that in 94 with episode one. 94, yes. 95, and then the production and they started filming in 1997. Yeah. yeah, and even then they're looking. John Nola famously says, "We really don't have an idea on on how to do the majority of this, but we're gonna we're we're gonna give our best." And George Lucas was kind of like, "This is what right. I want, and you are gonna do that for me." So, <laughs> really fun fact that uh, that actually they tested a lot of the a lot of the digital 
aspect and all that stuff in the young Indiana Jones uh, yes, uh, yes. series. And I remember watching that. And then I saw that George, the, the, the like, I remember watching that for the first time and George Lucas was attached to it. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like the, the, this is incredible. And then I was like, this is, this is pretty good for, for a show at the time. And it was the first time they were using that specifically for, hmm. um, yeah. So no, I was blown away. Uh, and the fact that we are where we are now and, uh, of just technology and everything, it's finally caught up. So I can't wait to see where it goes because there's so much more stories to tell. There's so many more characters to see. And I think it's kind of gone beyond of what George Lucas really pictured of what star Wars was going to be. Um, because he had the plan of doing nine films and he and he did pitch the uh the sequels to them and i'm just curious of what it would be like if george lucas actually went through and he hmm. did those other three films like of, of how different things would be Here, here's an interesting topic maybe you'll understand um so Back in the day, when when Star Wars first came out, George Lucas said it's going to be twelve movies, and then he yeah. said, "Just kidding, it's going to be nine movies." Yeah, and and then epi this episode is actually episode, I forget where he had four, what we know as four. He had that somewhere on the timeline, and and episode nine was the fall of the Emperor. That was the that was going to be the finale. It was the fall of the Emperor, and he always did intend to go back and tell the prequels, um, and then. He changes all that. He gets rid of all that. And then he starts doing one, two, and three. And then he starts doing Clone Wars. He brings back Darth Maul in the Clone Wars. Because now yeah. we know there was this draft of seven, eight, and nine where Darth Maul was supposed to be the right. villain. Right. Yes. When did he rewrite seven, eight, and nine? That's a question I, I don't know. And I, mm. I really want to know when did George Lucas redo his seven, eight, and nine? stories because I, I guarantee you that was not what he had in mind back in that's, 1977 yeah whenever that's an interesting thought yeah. that's very interesting and 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 don't forget that jar jar binks was like the key um, to all this oh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways um yeah. okay so, so a lot of our people are asking about rebel moon i have not seen it i haven't, I haven't seen it critics either critics are literally destroying this movie i think a lot of people want Zack snyder to quit directing movies um somebody i know saw it and he said it was it was pretty much the seven samurai and in space and okay. which made me laugh because and people were like they're like it's like a bug's life and i'm like a bug's life like, <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard that comparison before that is I'm insane like, i'm like um like big mama's house too okay yeah. They're like this movie's just like a bug's life, and I'm like, well, a bug's life is all. It's like when people are like, Lion King is a lot like Shakespeare, and I'm like, anyway, bro. Um, so, so, so I wonder. I think if something. Lee's... Oh, yeah. go for it, go for it. All right. So I think something that people really don't realize um, is that you've got the film, the creator that came out this year, right, and then you got Rebel Moon. Both of those were very star wars based scripts and and the and the creator was something you you honestly could tell if, if you watch the movie you're like 
I know who the Empire is. I know who the who who the Rebel Alliance was supposed to be. It, it was very similar to that. And then you've got Rebel Moon, which is a canceled script. Well, it it it, it was a script that he pitched to Lucasfilm, and they were like, no. Um, which yeah, I I'm think really we, we talked about that a little bit before you joined, Colin. But the yeah. other part of the story I didn't mention was Zack Snyder specifically spoke with Kathleen Kennedy and he said, Hey, I want to make an R rated star Wars film. And Kathleen Kennedy was like, Nope, ain't happening. And Zack Snyder didn't want to budge. So that's why he left. I think that's what ended up happening because George okay. Lucas recruited Zack Snyder. <laughs> so we would have had a Zack Snyder film if he would have just simply said, okay, I'll make a PG 13 version. But, and the irony is he did it for Netflix because there's going to be like a hard R rated version of rebel moon released next year. Easy. So it's like, that's, that's nuts. He, he made a movie and he was like, but there's another version. Of it. It's like, then just released the other version. Like, you know what I mean? The whole, he's done Snyder, that for so many of his films though. The Snyder that's cut true. worked because we didn't see that movie before we saw the Josh Whedon justice league. That's why there's a Snyder Ugh. cut. You mean to tell me that Zack Snyder made a movie and then he also said, but there's a Snyder cut <laughs> to this movie. And people are like, and he said the studio didn't interfere with this movie at all. So dang. So why did he <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the fact Very that he's like, interesting. there's a Snyder cut to the Snyder cut, just letting you know. Um if if Alone directed <laughs> the exact same thing, would it get the same hate? Um I mean, there's a lot of factors to think about if if Filoni had done this movie. One, he would have tied more Star Wars into it. I mean, it's a Star Wars movie. That's the dumbest thing I've ever said. But no, he would have he would have connected it a lot, a lot more. And he, there would have been a lot of lore there with it. Um, and also, I think he would have respected the fact that Star Wars is for 12 year olds sometimes. And I think he would have made sure that everybody can go and watch this movie. So I think. This I think Filoni would have done something quite different with what this script was, so that's my opinion. Uh, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, but I think if Filoni were attached, I don't think it would get the same hate because I think people would trust him more than Snyder. But yeah, yeah now I got to watch it because I want to see what's because I've heard, like I said, I've heard some people say it's the dumbest thing they've ever seen. <laughs> and I've heard other people say it was okay. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. I haven't heard anyone say it's great. That's, I haven't heard anybody say it's great. Okay. I've heard people yeah. say it was it was decent. Yeah. So well, it's just I think the thing is, and this yeah. was kind of my thought process with the creator is that first off, it was a very beautiful film um in the visual effects department. Like that movie was stunning, right? Now I will say it was trying to be something that it couldn't be. And the entire time I was watching it, I was like, it's, it's trying to be a star Wars movie. It's, it, it, it's a hundred percent trying to be a star Wars movie. And, and, and it can't be that. And that's why I was just like, it was good, but it wasn't great. And that's the same probably with rebel moon is that, you know, the story behind it. And now you can't get that out of your head. So when you're watching it, you're like, this is trying to be star Wars. This is, absolutely trying to be star wars and i think that's kind of like the it that might be the turnoff for people for it hmm. uh again i can't make any judgment till i watch it because i haven't watched it yet but after that yeah. i'll get back to you guys i'm nervous about what this does for future science fiction movies now because hmm. these are two big movies that were that were pretty hyped the creator yeah. and the rebel moon 
right. non-Star Wars movies that came out in the same year, and both did not perform well. Both were not well liked. Right. What is this going to do for the future of science fiction? And what is this going to do for, say, Star Wars in the next couple of next couple of years? Is hmm. will will they be able to bring those audiences back in, or is everybody going to be like, oh no, it's it's going to be like all the other science fiction movies? Yeah, is all sci-fi going to be rejected Star Wars pitches? <sighs> kind of, maybe. I mean, I think all the all the pardon the pun creators out there they yeah. want they there's a certain group of them that yes they do want to do a star wars thing but then there's also another group that says i want to stay away from star wars keep that thing away from me because of all the fan backlash if it, if it doesn't work they're they're scared of it so it's it's kind of a catch-22 there but the conversation i think we had at the beginning of the podcast is what probably needs to happen if Star Wars really wants to get back into I to I think the good graces of the fans in general is make these films for a super low budget pretty much go Blumhouse on some of these Star Wars ideas and concepts. There's a lot of fan films, like I've always been saying, the fan film is gonna catch up to what Lucasfilm can create. And yeah, it's probably gonna happen this decade. I mean, we're only gonna be in 2024 and you look at the creator was shot on like a $3,500 camera. I mean, someone could take out a bank loan and, and buy it, you know, and, and get that thing rolling. I, I kind of have this fantasy of the, the 501st Legion that I'm a part of and Colin's a part of <laughs> banding together. We put all of our resources together and make a, our own star Wars trilogy. That would be amazing. I wow. mean, I think it, it could rival at this very moment what Lucasfilm is doing. But of course, I mean, it's a certain skill you need for writing and then the whole production value. The, the, I mean, lighting is is something that's super important. Sound, audio. But I think we have those guys in the Legion. So it's, it's just one of those things. I, I think all big empires fall. And I think we might be in that in that time frame, and I think Star Wars might have to morph into something new. 2026 is going to be a very, very important... <laughs> Look at Colin. <laughs> 2026 is going to be a very important year if those two movies don't work. Where do they go from there? Okay. I mean, here's the thing, though. Star Wars is timeless, right? You have to think that you had that gap from... from 1983 all the way to 1999 with no big star wars projects and look where we are now it, it, it got so big after the prequels and the clone wars we didn't have any i i think the last thing from uh un, until 2015 of force awakens like the hat that actually came on the big screen was the clone wars movie back in 2008 so you have to think that Star Wars has not survived, but thrived, in my opinion, to get to that point because of the excellent storytelling that mm -hmm. has happened. Dave Filoni is the, to me, is kind of like the heir to the throne. He worked directly with George Lucas. He is the embodiment of what Star Wars is. And honestly, just having Dave Filoni involved in all these projects I don't think, you know, an empire will fall. I think it's it's just going to keep rising. 
I think that's exactly what's going to happen. And 2024 is a great example. Like, yes, there's not that many projects as happened of this past year or the year prior, but I guarantee you it's still going to bring so many people in. You have the new age of, uh, of the high Republic, the acolyte happening, like, you know, on screen again. And it's an era that not that many people know about unless you read the books and not everyone reads books. So it's going to be a very exciting time uh, for that, uh, for the Jedi. It's, it's, it's going to be so cool. So I don't really think about that kind of stuff just because of Star Wars is timeless. It, it to me, it really doesn't die off. If, 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 if that makes sense. Well, I was, I was referencing more like the box office because they've okay. already done this where they released two films in six months apart and solo kind of took the brunt of that and they just yeah. made 500 million dollars which is nothing to scoff at but that's how much they spent on that film with like marketing and budget and everything and it like mm. just broke even we mentioned that in the podcast so is this going to be any different i mean we have the seven years like james said but once we get that big movie again on the scene and everyone's hyped about star wars is it going to be a little bit too much dropping another film in the same year and then if that doesn't do what the the studio heads and all the investors are expecting they're going to be like oh well we need to wait years before we drop star wars films which is totally the wrong strategy i think i think you can do one movie every christmas or one movie every other christmas i think that would be fine but the more you think about it and the more you process it and talk it out it feels like it's just they're a part of disney and that doesn't help because disney has other properties they have to drop like avatar that's a big money yeah. maker those movies keep on making billions of dollars and they're gonna want that by itself this would have been a perfect year for a star wars film because There's what no was the competition aquaman 2 i mean that flop <laughs> i mean even, even have, without a star a wars film. wow okay just okay <laughs> yeah i mean aquaman 2 you had godzilla Minus one, which was terrific, but there's no marketing behind it. So a lot of people yeah. didn't go check it out. And it was not from a studio, well-known studio. So that's a great film. Everyone needs to see, but nobody went to go see it. I didn't go, me personally, I didn't even go to a, to a movie theater this Christmas. This is like one of the first Christmases in forever. I didn't, I wanted to go to the cinema, but my family couldn't decide on what movie they wanted to watch. My family, my kids are older too. So that, that was a factor but there was nothing that was like an overwhelmingly yes we need to go and share this experience and star wars is that franchise yeah for the family it's for everyone i mean it's 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 a it's a weird time right now and 2025 is going to be exactly the same because there's not going to be another star wars film in theaters and we're just going to wonder okay what is may 2026 going to bring us so that's that's the precarious situation that i think star wars is in film wise I will say it's interesting for someone that actually works at a movie theater because there's not that many films where and and I do love movies. I I wouldn't be working at a movie theater if I didn't. And it was just very interesting because I was just like, huh. Here's the next movie. Not really interested in this one. Here's the next one. Eh, Not really. I was intrigued by the creator. I went and saw that one, but I'm not going into the uh, I'm not going into the theater every weekend and watching a movie um, just because of I just feel like there haven't been really any kind of. To me, like there hasn't been 
real stoppers of where I'm just like, oh my gosh, th this is intrigued. I'm hooked. When you got Star Wars, it's just it's got this reputation. And I just, again, going back to 2015, it was like, oh my gosh, Star Wars is back. This is crazy. And then you have the events of the Last Jedi. Things change. People don't go see Solo. Yes, you know, because it might be too soon, but you know, it was because people didn't want to be disappointed again from the Last Jedi. And then you have Rise of Skywalker, and and it was trying to um, kind of hold hold everything um, together and kind of go back on what the Last Jedi was doing. And then you just didn't have a movie after that. And then the shows took over. So coming back to the cinema um with star wars is it's it's got to be a big thing it's definitely got to bring people in with that first trailer that first trailer has to has to bring in non-star wars fans in, in my opinion yeah, yeah that, that that first yeah. may star wars movie is the, i'm telling you is the dave filoni movie because yeah. that's that has to have you have to have grogu on your on your poster you have to have ahsoka yes. you have to have man yeah Luke Skywalker. That's gotta get your. That's gotta get your people. Whoa, back. that Luke Skywalker on that poster, dude. That'd be with Grogu, a slam dunk, huh? <laughs> hey, yeah. there he goes. Ah, he's doing it. He's doing Just, it. But uh, but but yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's that's yeah. The May that yeah, this May twenty twenty six Star Wars movie is is going to be the the Dave Filoni. I big meetup so and uh that was another big event this year 2023 dave filoni was promoted yeah yeah creative what's the title creative, CCO? creative chief creative officer yeah cco yeah. and rightfully so right i think we all believe that this was i mean to me it seemed like it was a little bit of a long time coming because i've been following dave filoni for quite some time and it sounds like a lot of us here have as well and it's it's just awesome to see that I guess gives me more faith to trust the the writing process of these movies and just making sure that the right people talk to the right people and that the vision is put together. Agreed. Yeah, Dave and Filoni the is the heir to the throne. The Boom. difference is now that Dave Filoni is CCO, he actually has input into Andor season two, and Tony Kilroy kind of has to answer to him a little bit, or maybe the creative. That's going to be the interesting. Team. Yeah. Yeah. What is that dynamic gonna offer? Throw in the ghost crew. I'm just <laughs> well, that'd be, that'd be a lot. well, no, no. Here is the thing. That's probably gonna happen. You will probably see some type of Hera Harrison Dula cameo in some way because you have to think that the events of Andor are leading up to Rogue One. You yeah. do have the you, you have Chopper and the Ghost show up in Rogue One. It For would sure. to me. It, it would make sense to have them at least to have a cameo just because. They were part of the Rebel Alliance. They mm -hmm. did help form the Rebel Alliance. It would make sense to have those characters at least show up and make some cameo. I know people would just be fine if Chopper even just came by the screen again. It was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Killed a yeah, ton of like, people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> performed a <laughs> mass murder. mass genocide <laughs> yeah. well how crazy would war it be crimes if, chopper if you think about like some crazy scene in rebels where like zeb and ezra are trying to get melu runs or something mm. something i don't know whatever and then you like pan the camera over they're fighting each other like brothers do and then you see cassie and andor like as like a rebel spy like trying to <laughs> go on some secret mission at the same I am time i'm telling you 
not having Zeb and Ahsoka. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, not having Zeb and 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 Ahsoka was a mistake. Hmm. I think he, having him not make a cameo was just like, why not? You like teased him in, in Mandalorian season three. Yeah, especially since this, they threw him in there. Right. And Ahsoka was pretty much season five of Star Wars Rebels. So I was just like, why, yeah. why would you not have Zeb? Why on earth would you not have him at, at least even hear his voice in one of the X-Wings? Because we know he's a pilot right now. Hmm. And 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 he also knows Carson. It would have been we sweet saw him hang out with him. Yeah. So I'm just like, why not? Yeah, and when they're looking for Ahsoka in the water, if Cost Zeb much. was there. Yeah, yeah it's true. he did look really, really good when we saw him in Mando 3. He was awesome. I know. I know. I was just so sad. Saving him for the film. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> and I'm going to be in that movie, just letting everybody know. I'm going to. No, okay. Well, yeah, the other big news in 2023 was James became an actor in Hollywood. Yes. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Knocking off. Knock <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. So James was in a film. And I, I went to that film festival and I saw James on screen and my wife went with me and she turned to me and she said, is that how James really is? I said, no, he's acting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, James is a really great actor. Yes. I got I to gotta tell the yeah. world about James. He's really good and he yeah, looks pretty cry. good on screen. He, he looks like you he guys looks should like see an his short films. Yeah, his no, beard no. game is strong. Uh, James, I... I don't know if I've told you this in person, but I've seen a couple of your short films and you are good. You know <laughs> what you're doing. And, and I'm not sitting there. I'm like, Oh, it's James. It's like, Ooh, it's, it's, it's a character. Like that's kind of hard to, to kind of watch other friends become actors because you're like, Oh, like that's my friend James. But when you act, it's like, you're, you're playing a whole character. I can't even see your personality in it. Like it's uh, it's just like you were playing the part, so. Well, I appreciate oh, no. it. I appreciate. Oh it. no! It's just all your friends being nice. Yeah, this must be know. a terrible time for you. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> Let's just change the subject back to Star Wars, please. So, uh, one of my favorite podcasts that I used to watch and listen to is a video podcast back in the day on Revision Three, back in the early 2010s. There's a podcast called The Totally Rad Show. So there was three guys that would talk about movies, and they would talk in front of a green screen. They would show the trailer behind them. There's oh, three nice. close friends, and one was from Dignation. The other one was like one of the friends, and then the other one was another friend that they just like met. And then one of those friends ended up being Dan Trachtenberg, the director of Prey and Whoa. Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, yeah, he made a short while he was in the podcast for Portal, and that's what got him noticed. And then that's when he became the director we all kind of know now. So. What I'm saying is James Herrera could be the Dan Trachtenberg of the podcast. Oh, jeez. So for everyone that doesn't know, James lives in Hollywood, like literal Hollywood, California, not Hollywood, Texas. (laughs) He looks out his window and sees the Hollywood sign outside of his window. Almost, yeah. Yeah. I can see the Netflix rebel. I can see the giant rebel moon uh, banner (laughs) they have on the building right, right there. Like it's, yeah. But, your uh, new favorite movie, man. I'm excited for it. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. But anyways, um, <laughs> back to back to Star Wars. Uh, back to 2023 Star Wars. So yeah. what was another big thing that happened this year? Hmm. I guess the Mandalorian Season 3 coming out. I know we mentioned it here and there, but we really haven't talked about it for a Wait, couple that, of minutes. I, I don't want to ask this question. But that then was don't. this year? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> yes, yeah. that was early this year. That was... 
Well, I think Bad Batch season two was beforehand, and I think they overlapped a couple weeks. It was, or Mando was first, and it overlapped with Bad Batch. But I think Bad Batch was before Mando season three, and they overlapped for a couple weeks. So, uh, Mando season three, like the back half of Mando, there's like three episodes in that that I was just like, like, what are y'all doing? Like, Mm -hmm. come on. The last episode was amazing. And like the first two episodes were amazing. And then yeah. I think that, that episode before the last one was 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 also pretty great, which I got a fun story for that. Uh, yeah, because I was on the show floor over at Star Celebration, and because we got to go to the um we had the opportunity of going to the Lucasfilm panel, we got access to go see the the second to last episode of the Mandalorian before the rest of the world, I I think like, like a week before. And I went and I was like, I don't have a pause Vizsla black series figure yet. So I was like, cool, I'll get this one. And as I'm holding it and I'm watching (laughs) the episode, you just see him get killed. And I'm like, I just (laughs) come on. Because the same thing happened to me when I finally got the Lego Razor Crest in season two of Mando, and then it just Dude. blew up, and and, yeah. and and I was about to chuck chuck my set like out the window. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? It's it's no longer canon. Great." So yeah, no. I, all those um, toy makers I know were super pissed. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, they were like, "Really?" Hasbro Dude? had some yeah. words. They were like, "Oh come on." <laughs> Tate Fletcher was also a great person um, that we had the opportunity of talking to. And that was a very fun experience um, because he is also a big Star Wars fan. And you really saw the passion uh, what, like in, in his fandom when we were talking to him. So that was also a very fun opportunity. Yeah, a lot of different guests we had. Um other than Tate Fletcher, I'm trying to remember who did we speak to. I want to say we spoke to uh, Josh Robert Thompson, but I think that was the year prior. Yeah, and I think one of the big changes we made we we spoke with Chris Bartlett, who uh, yes, he was really awesome, and I think that was towards the end of one of the shows. But he was uh, I got to meet him in person at a convention and uh, got to really speak with him. And he's a really cool person. I think he's down to come back on the podcast in in 2024. And that was he, a fun one. Yeah, he is the protocol droid for all the shows. So he's a guy they call up on, just like Leilani Shu, just like um, I'm blanking out here. Leilani, Chris Bartlett, Misty Rosas. We haven't had her on the oh, podcast yeah. yet. And I talked to Chris Bartlett about Misty Rosas. And we've tried to get her on the podcast, but her representation has not gotten back with me and I just kind of gave up on it. And then Chris Bartlett was like, just talk to her directly because her agent is my agent. That The person you've been emailing me is the person that represents me. So just talk to her <laughs> oh, directly funny. and she'll come on the show. So yeah, that's probably going to happen because I love Quill from yeah. season yeah. one of Mando. Oh, yeah. um, and she's also, she was also frog lady as yep. well. Yep. And she's got yep. a huge history in Hollywood, uh, playing different. Yeah, she's characters. been around. Yeah, she's she's acting in a lot of movies that I didn't know about. And then yeah, yeah. Um, uh, also, you had I Zach think- and Retro Ray talk to a 
a fun character. Um, the Master Skywalker. Yeah. Ross, he's a cool dude. Ross Speedman, yeah. very fantastic yep. guy. Yeah, and if you follow him on social media, he came to the States for the first time. And he went to Jacksonville. He went to a Jaguars game for the NFL. And I think he had a he had a lot of fun in the States for the first time. And he's I think he's trying to become a professional MMA fighter or a yes, he is. semi-pro yeah. fighter. So yeah, that's that's a very interesting thing. And we're trying to get him to go to SpaceCon. I was talking to Bob and uh trying to get him to fly him over and get that whole thing going so yeah space con is going to be a big thing coming up in october in 2024 because hopefully everyone on this podcast right now james con and zach i will be be there i will be there um, i got stuff booked for hayden i'm 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 there (laughs) i'm already there what are you talking about i'm (laughs) counting down the days so yeah there's, there's a lot to look forward to in 2024 but uh, a couple more things that happened in 2023. We we did a huge giveaway for the next Haslab project, and oh yeah, it happened to be that it was one of our patrons. So we drew from the biggest, probably the biggest pool of people that yeah I think we've ever had for any giveaway, and we decided to give away the Haslab. And there's a picture of it right there for watching us on YouTube. Very nice. That was a big one. And yeah, it's not going to get shipped until next year around this time. <laughs> but uh, once that happens, yeah. yeah, we'll send it to Nathan who won the, the big giveaway for, for HasLab. And we're looking to do know, more giveaways yeah. in, in the new year. Um, we know it's going to be a little bit slower. We don't have the, the proper announcement dates for Acolyte and uh, Skeleton Crew, which should have come out this year. We should have been talking about that. But Going back to the live shows, Ahsoka, the Ahsoka pre-show and post-show podcast that we did were a big hit. We had a lot of people listen to the podcast at that point, and right everyone enjoyed it. Wait until the shows. And once the next show comes on, we're probably going to do the same thing—a pre-show yep. and a post-show, for sure—and then kind of go over and analyze the show the next day. Me and Colin were doing those for Ahsoka, so yeah, lots to look forward to. Unfortunately, we did have. Uh, a lot of untimely uh, uh, people passing away here. I know the big one here was Ray Stevenson, who yeah. betrayed Gar Saxon in Rebels and in Clone Wars. And, of course, the the new fan favorite character, Balin Skull and Ahsoka. He was he was just 58 years old, guys. And he, he yeah. passed away. And it was, it was not expected, apparently. And I don't think we had no. any details on what actually happened. But I'll go through the list of people that passed uh, that were were uh, Star Wars in Star Wars either in the films, comics, books. So uh it's it's a pretty long list actually. Um Apple Brook uh portrayed a neighbor in Andor. Um this person was 91 years old. Whoa, uh wow. Nicholas Kepros who portrayed uh Lorth Nita in the Empire Strikes Back radio drama. Oh. Uh Paul Grant who was an Ewok in Return of the Jedi passed away at age 56. Uh, Michael Reeves, uh, who wrote three episodes of Droids and Ewoks animated television series. Uh, Norman Reynolds, uh, production manager for the original trilogy, passed away at age 89. Oh, I didn't know he passed away. Yeah. Mark Boudreau, uh, Star Wars toy designer at Kenner and later at Hasbro, passed away from COVID at age 68. Ray Stevenson, of course, like I mentioned. 
Um, Gar Saxon Rebels, Clone Wars, Balin Skull, and Ahsoka. He passed away at 58. John Beasley, a bartender in The Mandalorian, passed away at age 79. Treat Williams, who was a better known actor, um, he portrayed a rebel trooper in The Empire Strikes Back, <laughs> passed away in a motorcycle accident at age 71. Wow. Uh, John Romita Sr., who was a penciler and cover artist of Droids 1 through 5, passed away at age 93. Paul Rubens, of course, we all knew him as, as Pee Wee Herman, but in Star Wars, he portrayed RX-24 on Star Tours, and in Star Wars Rebels, passed away from cancer at age 70. I didn't know he was that old, age 70, yeah. wow. Um, Dan Green, who was the inker of uh, Star Wars Darth Vader in the, La- in the Lost Command, passed away at age 70. Uh, Jamie Christopher, who worked as his first assistant director on The Last Jedi, and portrayed uh, J. Chris Tubbs in the same film, passed away. Uh, from heart complications at age 52. Uh, Shauna Tripsik, uh, who was a costume designer on several Star Wars shows, passed away at age 56. Unknowingly, I was actually a Facebook friend with her. I was planning on having her on the podcast, but oh. um, it was it was not expected, and she just passed away suddenly. Uh, Roger Castell, uh, who created the poster art for Star Wars. Episode 5, Empire Strikes Back, passed away at age 91. Alan Fernandez, uh, Tuscan Raider in A New Hope. Passed away uh, November 17th. Ian Gibson, wow. who penciled Boba Fett, uh, Enemy of the Empire, passed away from cancer at age 77. And Richard Franklin, who portrayed Ciro Argon in Rogue One, Star Wars Story, passed away at age 87. So wow. I just wanted to say those names and remember hmm. everyone that contributed to our favorite franchise. And <laughs> hopefully... In, in the new year, I mean, it, it seems like every year that I get older, the more and more people pass away. But, I mean, that's just simple math and logic. I mean, it's it's going to happen, guys. And and it, we just hit the anniversary of Carrie Fisher passing away. Yeah. And it was, I think it was yesterday or the day before. And that was that was shocking news right after, I think, the, the year when Rogue One dropped. Yeah. So. Um, them playing the... Uh, um, them playing the theme over at the 40th anniversary panel in 2017 was uh it was it was, it was very emotional that's yeah, powerful it, james it, was like right in the front of that yeah i was in the front but he was, it was, it was still um, very, very or you were by a microphone because we heard you go Woo-hoo. Yeah. oh yeah <laughs> um we don't talk having, about yeah um having yeah because just I just remember that and that was very tragic and I remember you know all the stuff that happened in Rogue One and just seeing seeing Leia on the screen and then just people just saying rest in peace and it was a very sad time for Star Wars fans and it's you know but you just yeah. have to think of the legacy that she left behind though oh yeah um, she's and, always going to be Princess Leia like she will always yeah. be Leia Organa yeah. forever always so. And I again, you know, it just goes back to what I was saying. Star Wars is timeless. Um, it's you know, it's been going on for so long, and there's really no end in sight. So, it's yeah. it's people, it's people like Carrie Fisher that that really help that and kind of carry on the legacy of Star Wars. So, well absolutely, said. well said. There's also another group of people whose names I want to read off. All the people that have supported us on Patreon for these past, I think, four years now that we've had Patreon. 
So there's a list. There's a three-page list. I'll just read the first names of most, most of these people because I've never read their names before, their last names. But I'll try and go through pretty quick here. Uh, so some, uh, some person named Zach? <laughs> yeah. I'll get to that Zach. person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Our, okay, the first one, R.C. Tutos. I don't know. Uh, Nicholas, Nicole, uh, Isaiah, uh, Brendan, Tom, Sophia, Luke, Daniel, Josie, John, Corey, uh, Zachariah, Bromega, Hayden Hauser, uh, Nick, Lee, uh, Darth Ace One, uh, Mariana Atia Arnold, uh, Daniel Scanlon, Sam, uh, Batu Trooper, uh, Jackson Abbott, some guy named Zach Netzel, Fenrir 526, <laughs> Evan O'Paker, Luke Spring, Arlene, James, Denton, uh, Mob Rules, Brad Mead, Cameron, Edward Raleigh, Rural, Rural Farm Boy, <laughs> Christopher uh, Zenel, uh, Josh Ray, uh, Maka Tautala, Ali Salin, Chris Bourbon, Aaron, Tiffany, Raymond, uh, Patricia, Liam McCallion, Kevin Leininger, Joshua, Ted, Jeffrey, Sean, Courtney. Second page. I'm going to read all these names. Uh, Maya Morris, Jed, Jeremy, uh, Hong Lee, Mimi, Nate, Nathan Shank. He actually has like two accounts, which is wild. Yeah. Shadowverse, uh, Brandon, Ian, Ian Robinson, Nathan Shank again. Uh, Drew <laughs> Peters, Jacob, Johnny, Jericho, Sean, Sean Greathouse, Joseph Jansen, Kyle, uh, Kaylee, Calpian, uh, Ricky, Jeremiah, Chip, Rachel, Andrew, Kenneth, Tara, Taylor, Kevin, Jeremy, Jaden, Riley, Brianna, Nathan, Brandon, Wendell Westhead, Bridges, Hannah Watman, uh, Jorge, Brandon, Brandon Galvan, Matthew, Tony, Micah, Bailey, Felicia. R I think some of these like screen names. Uh, R S Cantus Apus. <laughs> well, that's the actual name. That's the actual name. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, uh, BJ, Chase, Jacob, Brian, Cody, Ruth. And the last page of Patreon supporters: Gareth Monroe, Sean. Kristen Peters, Crystal Herrera, Scott, Alberto, uh, Devin McCaffrey, uh, Nico, and Italia, Italiazio, uh, Nathan Shank. Maybe Nathan has three accounts? I don't know. Uh, Matthew, Jim, Chris, Chris Simpson, uh, Jacob, Joshua, Eric, Austin, uh, Zach, a.k.a. Texas Vader, uh, Phil, Jamie Honeycutt, Luke, Skyler, Dylan Q, Matt Heath, and Daniel Massey. Those are all the names wow. for all the patrons, I think, that have supported us in the past, present, hmm. and future. So thank, thank you, you so much. Like the for opening, all that. Yeah. yeah, for I all feel the like the opening support. title in uh, Star Wars, where like it's a long time ago and it just keeps going. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like, a lot of people awesome. that support the podcast. Yeah, That's thank really you so great. much. We love you. We love you, people. You've helped us buy the mics we're using now. I think everyone has the same mic. Yeah, and Colin actually has a special yeah. mic. Oh, yeah, I've I've got it yeah. here. Don't you worry. We've got a series of mics. <laughs> so yeah, you've helped us buy software, hardware. Uh, you enabled us to help Colin build stuff that you see behind him. I think, and also yeah. Colin, we were able to buy. We were able to purchase a MacBook Pro, another MacBook for the podcast. So yeah. we have twice the uh, the firepower now. Yes, so, for a little rebel band. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much every 
every big story i think we kind of covered all the shows all the news um anyone in chat still there uh <laughs> anything we missed i'm not quite sure i don't think so but the future looks bright we're still here on the podcast we're gonna try and do more podcasts try and do more things on patreon and uh, maybe do three podcasts a week along with zach and retro ray their comic book podcasting for so, sure yeah i think that's pretty much and anyone got another topic that you, that you want to bring up here before we leave just want to say i'm looking forward to the future yeah T- tons of exciting stuff yeah i'm i'm excited and just a friendly reminder be kind that's it that's all i got <laughs> <laughs> be kind rewind all right <laughs> zach doesn't know anything about hey it. i'm old so... enough to know what that means come on i was just gonna say i don't know i don't know i'm i'm no i'm no longer the youngest yeah this here. kid over here as colin yeah. says Dude, I bought a VHS trilogy like two weeks ago. I found the Indiana Jones box set that I had when I was a nice. kid. My parents gave away, and I'm like, how dare you? And then I found it for a whopping $6. It was oh. a steal. It's like people want to get rid of it. Man, snatch that up real quick. But yeah. So for Zach, James, Colin, my name's David, and may the force be with you. Always. Always. <laughs> Or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) The awkward moment where it's like, uh, do we end it or do we keep talking? David, David, this is cruel. David, come on. (laughs) David, you're you're doing a great job. I mean, if you want, I can just keep talking about Max Rebo. Like, I mean, I I can do the all day. Here we go. Who wins this? Do I end this first? You win this first? (laughs) You talk first. You talk first. All right, here we go.